Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 65 of the Talk With The Dad podcast. This evening, we're going to get a special episode, and this is going to be like a once a month thing that we're going to be doing now. Um, maybe not Maybe not quite pick the right date. You know, we, we might move these around every once in a while, but this is going to be the UFC mega show. This is a, an entire podcast, either 45 minutes or two hours and 45 minutes of just UFC talk, and uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited. Actually, we might just break into fight talk. Because um, Tyson Fury announced that a few different things going on with his camp. So, Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm actually coming in cold on that topic because I saw it come up uh, in my feed a few times. Mm-hmm. Didn't have the time to check it because you know where I, I, I did, work. I, at, I mean, but... I didn't read much into it either. But basically, they couldn't get the Deontay Wilder trilogy. So he's just going to fight in December. Why couldn't they, uh, why couldn't they secure the trilogy? I, 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 it was either money or, or timing or Wilder's not quite reachable at times so quite reachable yeah, i'd be afraid to fucking fight <laughs> yeah, tyson fury again uh so what the near future since we're jumping right into it near future looks like anthony joshua huh uh i don't know who they said who his opponent was going to be he has a belt now right so technically he's going to have to have like a uh, a defense so you know you know how like the commissions do where they have a mandatory defense and they put someone up and he has to fight him so i think they're going to do that before they they pursue the joshua fight which is probably a smart idea uh you know it's crazy man um so you know i was watching chell the other day chell has said for many many years that he feels like boxing boxing is dead and uh i had disagreed with him boxing quite is pretty time. big right now i think uh it's 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 hanging in there. It's it's got some it's got some big up and comers coming up. And to all my pugilists out there, I'm not saying that boxing is dead. I'm saying that right now a clear star is yet to be determined, and there are some stars about to break through. We got some great There's matches coming up. There's a few. We got some some great matches breaking out, but you know it's it's it's, it's you know it's in a weird place right now. You know, it's COVID has really impacted the There's ability. Been no fights, right? Has been maybe yeah. one or two. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I'd say the biggest prospect is obviously Danny Garcia, and then uh, what's the other guy's name? Zach, don't make me do this. You know, I can't. Ryan Garcia. Yeah, no, I, mean, I think I can't. The, the biggest prospect right now is Vasily Lomachenko. I, I can't say he, his hasn't, name, he, he hasn't gotten the respect that he deserves yet for for uh, the masterclass uh, of footwork that he puts on every time he's out there. He gets the respect from like real fans, like right, real people. Right, who are right, in but the, the the respect comes when you know the general public knows about you. Well, you got to beat a big name, right? You got to beat someone. He's and the, I think there he, is no big names, unfortunately, from the fight. He's and this is so. All right, but I'm gonna take my. I'm gonna take a deep breath. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna go there tonight. I'm calm. But here's <laughs> the thing, right? <laughs> he has freaking beat. Uh, what's the best word? He's beat guys. He's beat prize fighters. He's beat boxers, man. He's not fighting cans. Oh and no. To say that it's suggested that he has. Not saying that you have, but I've seen other people in the Twitter sphere suggesting that. But the guy's legit, man. It's just, you know, like you said, we're waiting for a big name. He's got a fight coming up here pretty soon. Um, and uh very soon. Yeah. I think it's a I think it's gonna be a great fight, man. I I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be great. But the problem is MMA is really popping off right now. And this is what happens when you're you're officially the first sport back, right? Why is the UFC's ratings doing better than the NBA? Because there's no political agenda associated with it. I'm not saying that there is a political agenda associated with uh, the NBA. But, you know, there's a lot of social stuff going on. Some people think that's impacted the the ratings of the NBA and the NFL and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe it hasn't. All I know is that right now, 
We've had fights every Saturday, pretty consistent, and it has never been a better time in my mind to be an MMA fan. I agree. Now, you, you, now you can make a good argument. Steve, what about the other organizations? And to you, my response would be, what about them? <laughs> like, like, well, what? Bellator's put on some fights, right? Yeah. One hasn't, as far as I know. Um, no. And essentially, that's that's it, right? There's the PFL, but I f- PFL is really like fucking C League, right? I yeah. feel like the the two top right now definitely are UFC Bellator, right? One championship is in tail, right behind Bellator, in my opinion, and then it drops yeah. off significantly to like, you know, PFL. So, um, I I you know I would actually put uh, Bellator a. I mean, I would put one, maybe slightly above Bellator, just the, for production. One, one, uh, sure, I, I give you that, but one yeah. hasn't done any fights. No, they haven't. But man, right now, right wild. as we stand today, UFC Bellator one. PFL. Oh, activity, activity, no doubt about it. The problem is the is the merchandise of Bellator, right? And it's it, it's in a weird spot where it's not a feeder for the UFC, so a lot of people don't give it the respect that it deserves. But you got a lot of accomplished fighters over there. Have you looked at one's championship roster recently? No. There's some oh, killers. Man. There's some killers in one. I know there's that some, sure. Yeah, there's some absolute murderers over there, man. The only thing that sucks about it, though, is they're never going to be the pride. You know, everyone thought this was going to be pride 2.0. And I'm like, right, no. Nah, right, right, right. Yeah, Ryzen yeah, was not. that. Ryzen was yeah. that. <laughs> like you're, you're, you're not going to be able to remake the pride day. You got to mix in some good sake, cocaine, and uh, Yakuza. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so a little bit of mob. Um, actually, Bellator, was an, Bellator on the 29th of this month has an incredible main car or uh, main event in Gay Garden Musasi versus uh, Lima. Oh, That's an incredible, fight. incredible fight. Man, Gegard Musasi never got the respect I feel he deserved. Man, his contract reflected that too. Yeah. Nick Poor Newell guy. is fighting on that card too. Who else is fighting on it? Nick Newell. Do you know who Nick Newell is? The kid with a uh, with one arm or one hand? Yes. Yeah, yeah he's, he, uh, he's fighting on that card too. Man, he had a great run on a uh, World Series. Uh, uh, Where's the World Series of Fighting? What was it called before uh, it became the new thing? World Series of Fighting, yeah. World yeah, Series of Fighting. Right. Before we get yeah. the PFL. Yeah, and then he, uh, you know, he was on Dana White's Contender Series, too. And won, if I remember correctly. No, I think he lost. Did he? Hand- yeah, I think he lost handedly. I, I mean, f- wait. Yeah, he did. I was going to make a joke to follow that up. I, <laughs> I was uh, hoping you wouldn't go there. Oh, but I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, Cyborg's got the, the title defense. Who's Yeah, I don't defense? care about Cyborg, though. <laughs> Who is she fighting though? What? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It, it literally doesn't matter. She's dead to me. Um, <laughs> fighting a woman who looks like she's fifty-five years old. <laughs> wow, that's just disrespectful to do. Oh man. So what do you think, Zach? What do you, we got? Some stuff. We got some stuff popping off here, man. And uh, I'm really interested to get your take on a lot of these, man, because. Uh, it was a great weekend of fights, man. Very good. Here's the, Very good weekend cra- of fights. Here's the crazy thing, right? It was like a finishing bonanza. It was. At one point. You know Dana was sitting on the side there just losing his mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at one point. <laughs> losing his mind at one point. So your boy, Joaquin Buckley, pronounced that one right. Yeah did the google voice just to make sure i had it correct there were six <laughs> finishes there were six finishes on the card yeah joaquin buckley 
His head kick, that turning around, spinning back kick to the soul and face of that poor guy. Knockout of the year? Oh, for knockout. sure. Greatest knockout in UFC history? Man, the is it Matt Brown who hit that dude with the elbow and almost killed him? Oh, Remember that those? was Diego Sanchez. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. up there for me, too. That's that up one, there. Which one? That's, just, else, yeah. that's just how violent it is. Um, the Francis, um, oh, Alistair Overeem is up there. That was like a street fighter up a <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, there's a few. This one's very, very good because it's so technical, right? Yeah. You can't do this without having done that probably a few hundred times. You know, I think it's a taekwondo kick, right, where you put your foot up yeah. on the bag and do a spin kick. Um, I I had initially saw it and I'm like, oh wow, that was crazy Muay Thai, and I'm like, no, wait a second, Muay Thai when you catch a leg, you sweep. You don't yeah. catch and hold and get kicked, right? So, and that was perfectly aimed too. That wasn't like an accident. That wasn't no. a hell mary. Like he he put that in the in the barrel and pulled the trigger. Perfect. It was the perfect. Was he got two hundred thousand for that kick. I think. Did he really? I think Dana I White gave. Him, I think Dana White gave him fight of the night, performance of the night, knockout of the night, something like that. And he got he got a shitload of money for that. Dude, change just change your life instantly with a kick. Just absolutely changed. Like, I don't know what his uh, training regiment was before, but if you go into the hypotheticals of these young fighters coming up, there are guys that are still baristas at Starbucks, working normal jobs, doing this. And could you imagine getting a $150,000 bonus? Now, true, that's not going to carry you into, like, generational wealth. No, but you can quit your job. You can quit your job. You can pay your dues at the gym, pay back dues. Yeah, and and you're taking your camp to the next level at that point, right? Because you don't yeah. have to go to work, train before work, go to work, train after work, right? You're not, you know, eight hours yeah. a day slaving away, you know, killing yourself and then going back and training again. And if you were living in the gym already, keep living there. Save that money. Absolutely. No, <laughs> no. Get a place. <laughs> Buy yourself a nice moderate condo. <laughs> a moderate condo. Find yourself a nice Airbnb of a person that's about to die. Friend them up really well. Yes. Get in the will, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the gold, the gold digger route. I like it. Yeah, all right, so, so back to Joaquin. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one other kick that I've seen that I thought was, no, there are a few kicks I can name it, but one that comes to mind where I just didn't see it coming. Have you ever seen Leota Machida versus Randy Couture? Have you seen that kick of death? No. Oh, my goodness. So you've seen the Karate Kid before, or at least seen snippets of the Karate Kid I've before, right? I've seen Karate right? Kid, for sure. Yeah, you know the crane kick to Daniel Sun catches the guy, perfectly yeah, telegraphed yeah, yeah. kick. Leota Machida did that to poor Randy Couture, and it wasn't just that the kick landed that was bad. It was also that Randy Couture was of a certain age, and when he got hit with it, it basically looked like his soul left his body. That's what I was reminded of when I saw Joaquin's kick on a ve- on a, a, yep, a guy yep, that had you're a hundred percent right. <laughs> it looks like the soul has <laughs> left his body. The, the crazy thing is, uh, I won't try to butcher the poor young man's name, but the guy that Joaquin landed that kick on, he was getting a lot of hype coming off the contender series. We're talking yeah, about a guy that has Impa Kasagani. Yeah, he did, doesn't have a lot of fight experience. Hasn't been training for a long time. Has yeah. a lot of natural talent when it comes to striking, True. physical strength. He's got obviously has a mind for striking, and uh, I could tell from the offset. I was like, oh, this is going to be a tough, uh, n- tough night for him. Because he was, uh, you know, Joaquin had the more technical season striking. He was catching him with body shots, moving in and moving away, and then the kick happened. I was like, this is, this is outrageous, man. And perfect. Perfect way, because I had just gotten home from work, and that was the first thing I saw, and I'm like, it's going to be a good night. Yeah, you missed, <laughs> like, a, lot, you missed a lot of good finishes up until that point, though, too. Or actually, no, yeah, all, oh, sorry, there were all decisions up until that point. A lot of good fights, though. Okay, okay. 
I, I, I gotta, I gotta admit, man, I was really worried about how the UFC was gonna be able to pull everything off during COVID, coming back early, like the testing regimen. Yeah. And they've managed to put on some really entertaining fights, man, and especially all these fights at Fight Island. And respect to the fighters, man, because it sounds like to a guy like me and you, right? They're like, hey, you guys are going to Fight Island. You know, maybe you'll be bucket boys. We wouldn't care that we're being isolated for 12 hours. We would, you know, all amenities pay. We're at Fight Island. It's Beautiful two weeks. Hotel. You get isolated for two weeks. Two weeks? Yeah, you have to quarantine for two weeks. I don't care. <laughs> guy like me, but we're talking about real fighters. Like these guys, they these people came to do a job. Yeah. And they need to get their their bodies are tuned up and they're ready to go. And man, I, I'm just I'm blown away. The UFC has done it again. Now they'll probably go out of business after this because I don't know what source of revenue they're getting. I mean, from besides ad, I assume ad money. I assume ESPN is footing the bill on some of these events, right? All like, of them, ever, I think. Really? Yeah, they're getting paid X per, X amount of money per event, if I remember correctly, for it to be on ESPN. So wow. they're, they're essentially footing the bill for everything. Um, oh, other no. than that that guy's fucking uh, knockout, <laughs> they did not foot the bill for that. They came out of Dana's cut. Um, <laughs> they're like, Danny, you're, he's got enough money, right? What is he? hundred millionaire, probably. Yeah, he's got more than that stashed away, too. You yeah, know? I mean, the people who uh, say what their net worth are is what, you know, they want you to know what it is, right? Yeah. <laughs> the people who are actually the richest people in the world don't 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 tell you what the net worth is. But, um, yeah, the UFC has been fantastic since we launched back, and it's been very, very good. It's been fun. It's been fun. Dude, you, you, you're the business guy of the two of us, right? I let you do my taxes. By the way, they've been sending me letters yeah, about don't this. Don't respond. Okay. but So I'm good, right? Right. <laughs> just just give it to me right now man can you name another organization that you can say is doing as well as them right now is there anything because you watch like how's the nhl doing compared Don, to the, the nhl Europe? is over um but the nhl was- historically doesn't do as well as as any of the major sporting leagues right it's, it's the slow it's the smallest one but it's also the quickest growing so okay. the NHL, I think they did very well because you got to remember the time that the NHL had started back up, it was the first sport back on, right? right. And then it went into right into playoffs. And playoff hockey is the, is the best, is just the best, honestly. Playoff hockey, like Stanley Cup hockey, I think is more exciting than any other sporting event than I've ever personally been to and definitely have ever watched. Right, you got to remember. I've been to uh, football playoff games. I've been to baseball playoff games. I've been to hockey playoff games. Right. I've been to I've been to like NASCAR events like I've been to a lot of different like random stuff and by far the energy in a uh, in a playoff hockey game is the best so it, it's exciting to watch so it always does really well during playoffs um, and I think they did just a- averagely well I don't think they did anything extraordinary um, the NBA obviously is struggling quite a bit compared to everyone else NFL yeah. is going to be struggling you know everyone thinks it's the political stuff going on with the NFL but honestly I'll tell you what it is with the NFL is how slow the fucking game is. Right. You think so? I, I think is is it's gotten progressively slower over the years, right? And less and less physical. Oddly enough, right? You can't touch the quarterback anymore realistically. You can't touch the kicker anymore. Like there's a number of things you can't do anymore. Um and, and it slows the pace of the play down. Like there's a bunch of things wrong with football at the moment. And I, I don't know. I stopped watching in twenty eleven after the Packers won the, the Super Bowl. So I haven't watched that was since. A good game, though. That was a good game. I, so as as the one time in my life, two times actually, is the one of two times in my life that I could I could remember vividly remember seeing my father cry. 
is because he's been such a huge he's such a huge he's been a Packers fan since he was, oh, since okay, he was okay, a kid, okay. man. And uh, he 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 watched him in '96, obviously the year that I was born. And um, that time we watched it. We watched every playoff game together. Yeah, it was the only only time. It was so so happy. It's interesting, dude. You know what, man? Uh, I'm not ashamed to admit this, right? When you came over that night, um, when Dominic Reyes and Jones fight, I can say this now. We're we're removed from the situation. Uh, I was literally not going to cry, but there was I there was a that feeling started coming over me toward the end of, like, towards the end of that fight. Like I looked at you at one point, you were just kind of looking at me like, I don't know, man. I'm sorry. Remember I turned to my wife. I was like, I think, he, I, I think he did it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I don't think Ryan's a bad thing, but um, yeah, I just don't think football is in a good place right now. Um, most people are going to think it's because whatever reasons are political or non-political, social justice, non-social justice, whatever it is. The game has slowed down significantly over the last 10 years um so it's made it very boring to watch in my opinion i feel like racing is like f1 is the most exciting uh sport on right now excluding fighting but f1 is because it's like lewis hamilton just won again he wins everything um is now tied for the most f1 wins of all time tied with michael schumacher at 91 wins right he's going to win the championship again he's going to be tied for the most championships won as an f1 driver like you're seeing like potentially the greatest F1 driver ever to live racing right now, right? And you're seeing fighting. You're seeing the best fighters to ever live fighting right now, right? LeBron James is winning championships, right? Making an argument for being the best player to ever live, right? So, you know, the sports right now are, sports right now are the best they've ever been. Let's be fair, right? So it's, it's really easy for fighting to be like, wow, fighting is amazing right now. So he's, yes, because everyone's getting better. Everyone's getting more exciting. Everyone could do these Taekwondo kicks now where, what, 15 years ago, the UFC was boxers, wrestlers, and jujitsu guys, right? So you, you actually bring up a really good point considering where it came from because the term mixed martial arts, it was supposed to be like it, – it was originally a tournament to declare to see which right, was the who's best, the best or, martial artist, right? Or what, what, what the best style of martial arts is, but you're 100% correct in the way that the athletes and MMA – I'll put the entire bubble out there – are training now. Obviously, they have access to nutritionists, uh, oh, physical science. therapy. That, science, is, science has progressed everything huge. so far. It's huge. And uh, now we're seeing technique come back because there was a time when actually traditional martial artists that use Taekwondo stances or karate stances, they did not do really well in early MMA. Actually, Leota Machida was the kind, the guy who kind of broke that mold. And I remember people okay. were Dana was not pumped when he first signed him. Like he was pumped, but it wasn't he was just kind of like this may be kind of a niche fighter because of his karate background and Leota is such a karate purist but he did have a black belt in uh in jiu-jitsu but he was the guy that kind of broke the mold and now we see correct a lot of guys are attempting technique a lot of guys and women are attempting techniques that they normally would not have done back in the day and I think that all starts with a great wrestling base people Mm -hmm. are learning how to wrestle and they're spending enough time understanding how to work off their back and how to scramble back up and to think we came from the days where it's like sprawling brawl man that's your best best, your best chance right here so i mean ultimately if you if you really look at it the answer to that question what the best martial art is Mm -hmm. is is a is a wrestler with a little bit of striking right because everything ultimately comes back to wrestling eventually yeah, and how well yeah. he could chain wrestle, and how well he could pressure someone on the ground. And that's all fights go there, right? Unless yeah. there's a knockout, 
but you need to know just enough about striking to to get to the ground. So yeah, I, I absolutely 100% agree with that. Uh, the crazy thing about it is too is learning how to create an offense and no scrambles. So the yeah. some of the best guys that know how that best guys and women that know how to uh, inflict damage. Like let's take the Holly the last Holly Holmes fight. So she's obviously moved from a place where she's just trying to hold people up against the cage when she's utilizing her wrestling and not utilizing her wrestling. And now she realizes she's like, you know, I got to inflict some damage sure. like in these scrambles. I got to hit them with an elbow. I got to make you pay <laughs> in every transition. And I think uh, I think a lot of people could really, really take an example from two people in this regard. GSP. Okay. Go back, watch any of his fights. GSP, when he's wrestling, he's active on the top, and he's also trying to hurt you at the same time. Perfect example of that, him versus Matt Sarah. Definitely trying to hurt him. And then, obviously, Khabib. Yeah. Khabib, Khabib is really a guy you – because a lot of people gas when they have a dominant position in wrestling. They don't know how to keep striking and pull back to, like, maybe 45%. Khabib's not hitting people with world-breaking shots when he's grounded. Sometimes. Sometimes. Every once in a while, you get one in there. <laughs> Sometimes. But he's hitting volume, right? He's yeah, he's the he's the, he's the Diaz brother on the ground, right? Diaz brothers have always been notorious for 45, 50, 60 percent. And Colby Covington has really taken that to the next level now. Oh, yeah. Um yeah. and just really laying the pressure on you instead yeah. of uh, you know, just hitting you for, for one knockout, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, famously, like uh look at Chell versus uh Anderson Silva one. Now, Chell had done everything right up until five seconds left or so, two minutes <laughs> left, or whatever it was, and gets hit with a triangle. Yeah, he had done everything right, controlled that position. But yes, yeah, to your original point, I think that wrestling is the best base that you can have. So yeah. if you're coming, if you're coming into mixed martial arts, in my humble opinion, a guy like Stephen Wonderboy Thompson did it correct. Spent a lot of time working with Chris Weidman, a lot of time working mm. with high level wrestlers to get himself to a place where he can feel comfortable to let his striking uh really fly because he's not worried yeah. about getting taken down all the time i mean obviously when you're going up against the monster version of tyron woodley some right of that i was stuff gonna say tyron is a really good example of that as well where yeah. his striking is really good but had very very good wrestling yeah and then it's it, it stopped all it all stopped I don't, <laughs> it all I don't know what the tyron, i don't know what the tyron woodley uh issue is man i wish i did i wish i knew you know, obviously he'd kill me with one hand tied behind his back, but I, I want to know, you know, eventually what what happened, right? Yeah. What happened to the tyrant of old, and what happened to the tyrant that that we all watched become a champion? Not not we all, you know, watched become a champion. You know? I think it's a, I think it's because it was a different uh, athletic path because we have to remember he had a collegiate career of wrestling. Him, Daniel Cormier, other guys like him. So I wonder if John, after one, Colby, John, yeah. I, like even look at DC, but we'll stay on Tyron for a second. His Tyron's wrestling all of a sudden stopped yeah. after the Wonderboy Thompson fight. He used it in Dar with Darren Till after he knocked him down, and then he was controlling him. Obviously, yeah, but like that was a that was a knocked out Darren Till. That, <laughs> yeah. that was a that was a knockout punch. Let's be fair, right? Yeah, I'm just wondering if his body finally gave out. Like if his knees, you know, you rely on those. If, <sighs> We'll never know, and he'll never admit to it. Well, That's he might after he... he retires, right? That's yeah, a thing. Right. But you gotta you gotta look at a guy like Kamaru Usman, who literally Ooh. can't do road work because his knees are so bad. You know, yeah. we, we can't. We, he can barely walk. His knees were so bad at one point he he couldn't walk on sidewalks. Right, he had to walk on the grass next to the sidewalk because his Good knees point. were so bad. 
that man is made out of Nigerian steel. There is no quitting that dude, man. He did something, I guess, and, and fixed a lot of his knee issues. I, he talked about it on Rogan when he was on it. I can't remember what it was. Um, Stem cells, uh, maybe? Know, probably. Probably. With, Ty- with Tyron, no, man. Uh, I'm thinking retirement's near. I think, I think it's very one or, near. One or two more fights, for sure. One or two more fights. I think if he, he loses again, I don't even know how many he lost in a row. Well, I mean, they got to give him the legacy fight, right? They got to give him the Uriah Faber treatment. And hopefully if he retires, he stays retired, unlike Uriah Faber. But I actually wouldn't mind seeing Tyron back in the analyst booth, man. I, I, did you have you ever? Co- absolutely. Great, absolutely. He, he great speaks mind really well. Fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's, great only, he's lost three in a row. Okay. Yeah. To, and to be yeah. fair, it's just yeah. three incredible fighters. Let You know, Usman, Gilbert Burns, and Colby Covington. You Come know? on, man. He broke his own rib. That's how tough he is, man. No. Colby did that. <laughs> but, you know, I get it. He's been he's been winding up that right hand for 15 rounds now. Um, yeah. He's, he's going to throw it any time now. But, yeah, he's had a long career. He's had a long, long career. Dude, he's fought the who's who in Strike Force and in the UFC. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say, you know, give him some time off. Give him that legacy fight. And then let's you know let's get him back in the booth because I cannot listen to Angela Hill and Michael Chiesa anymore, dude. It's it's oh, it's not. I like Chiesa. No, it's it's not. Well, you know what? He's getting better. Obviously, they, they got him working with someone. Angela Hill, <laughs> she's off the rails. <laughs> no, no, not the place for her, man. <laughs> her and Michelle Waterson, right? It's just you. Got, you either got it, or well, you, you don't. don't. <laughs> they hit us up. We'll handle it for Dana, man. Dude, like, I would do that. I would so I would do it down. I'm like uh Steve and Zach are still drinking. Uh, we're not sure if they actually <laughs> to the show. They've actually been fighting for 20 minutes straight about avocados in the back. Avocados are fantastic. I don't know what you what how you would fight about that. <laughs> I, there's no there's no need to fight about avocados. It's just you fight about how you use the avocado. I am a guy that thinks avocados should be pasted with a little bit of tomatoes, some pepper, some cayennes in there. Make that, it nice. Making guac? Huh? I'm making guac. Yeah. Some guac, I, I, that's my preferred method. Maybe some cut avocados, olive oil, and some toast. Also Dude, very I, delicious. I, 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 listen, you give me an avocado, I'll eat it any way you want. I'll eat it with a fucking spoon if you really wanted me to. I, really <laughs> I went in a grocery store and just took a bite out of one one day. <laughs> People thought I was a cannibal. <laughs> I, well, you know, we've all gotten kicked out of a grocery store once or twice. But, but let me, let me, one last thing about poor Tyrant, and then we'll get back to the, uh, the original topic of uh, the preferred uh, fighting style. Here's what I would like to see from Tyron Woodley, man. I would really, really like him to go out against another fighter who is probably on their way. So we can't put him up against Robbie again, right? Because we know how it's going to go. I wouldn't, and you know, Ben Askren is out of the UFC and they were teammates. They'll never fight. He can't fight Showtime Pettis. So who do we give him that's a legacy fight to kind of send him off to? I don't even know. I'm trying to think if there's... You can't don't give him Neil Magny. Don't feed him to Neil Magny, right? Because Neil's just looking for a fight to to like catapult him back into the thing. Carlos Condit. Boom. We get Condit versus Tyron Woodley. The the do-over. Because that fight ended kind of un, un, unceremoniously. Like, even though Tyron did injure him with the lead kick, and you have to give him that TKO 100 percent Sure. Run it back. Run Condit it back. Condit looked not bad, right? He just fought, right? Who, uh, Condit? Yeah. Yeah. He, he didn't look bad. No, slow, he didn't look bad. A little slow, a little but. Slow, a little slow. He's always been kind of a slower fighter, you know. Okay. 
you know, it's methodical is the word that uh, Mike Goldie would use. When Woody, he okay, okay. He's, he's, he's a methodical, focused fighter. And I'm like, oh, that's uh, <laughs> very indecisive. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> but would you watch that? I would watch that on the Fox. I would yes, watch that on the ESPN yes. card. Yes. I would also, in another vein of this, in a uh, winner retires, loser retires fight, um, right. Cowboy versus Diego Sanchez. Oh. You're trying to get Diego murdered. Did you notice that Diego in his last fight, that would be a good matchup, by the way, tried to do uh, the, the, the Yeah, 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 the knee. <laughs> the knee. Uh, started out the third round with his hands behind his back and just waited for a second and then did a jump knee. But I don't want to call it a flying knee because it was more of a hop knee. It was more of like a, it would have been better done in the clinch. <laughs> Dude, when he, did, I, when he did it, I was just like, man. His medications definitely need to be readjusted at this point. And again, Diego get him a Sanchez. real fucking camp, dude. Get him a real camp. Did we talk well, you know, about his coach confronting Matt Sarah on here? No. So, that, is that a thing? Matt, Matt Sarah was at like breakfast or something in Abu Dhabi. One of the, I think it was might be Mick Mannard who uh, pulled out his phone and recorded. This is the only reason we know about this. And he comes up to him. He's like, and he has a mask on. He can't tell who he is. And he's like. He's like, hey, why, why didn't you say my name? And Sarah's like, I don't know. Who are you? <laughs> like, you know, I don't know who you are. And he takes his mask off. He's like, Diego's coach or whatever. And like, listen. He's like, I, don't, I didn't know your name. What's your name? I still don't know your name. <laughs> and he's like, well, why didn't you say my name? Why is he? he was like, well, I just told you why. And also, you know, Diego, I got a lot of respect for that guy. You, you're just not, you're not my kind of guy. Thanks. <laughs> and they're just like, I'm like, what are you going to do to Matt Sarah? <laughs> Nothing, because you're going to learn a real <laughs> lesson, just like the fr- the other host that used to be on uh, Dana White's Looking for a Fight. Have you heard about this? The toothless guy? Uh, so there was another guy that was on that show when they first started, and apparently this guy comes up to Matt Sarah, and he, this guy was a purple belt. I got to look up his name, but he was a purple belt, and he actually says to Matt Sarah, he's like, hey, Sarah, everything's good between us. We just got to work out the jujitsu thing. And uh, Matt Sarah's just kind of like, what what the? <laughs> he's like what's the workout and i guess they went somewhere where there was a gym and matt's like yeah i figured i'd show him a thing or two and wrecked this guy's life choked, <laughs> him, choked him every which way matt Sarah, if nothing else not the greatest striker when he was in the ufc was a powerful guy but he is a legit and when i say legit black belt like yeah, this legit legit he, like they didn't just hand that to him because he's been at it for quite some time now, right you know it's like this man, he can he can hurt you, dude. Yeah, and, uh, Diego sure. Sanchez's coach uh, with the invisible force fields and the yeah, moving yeah. around and chasing his fighters around with knives. I don't know if you saw that footage leak out on the internet, yeah. but yeah, he chases, he chases <laughs> him with knives. <laughs> I'm sorry, my my laugh and the clips is so bad, but I'm genuinely amazed. Like, could you imagine walking into the gym and it's like, hey, so what are we working on? What the hell? <laughs> I, I I don't, dude, if I, even if I was Diego Sanchez and I'm trying to put myself in that state of mind, I walk right. in and this motherfucker starts chasing me with a knife. First of all, I'm going to trip him because <laughs> he's yeah. not going to actually stab me. Right. He's not yeah. that dumb. And just kind of hope he lands on the knife. Yeah. But what's, here's the crazy thing, Zach. What do you do if you confront this guy? Because now we all think he's an idiot, right? And now so he has we a knife. Him, yeah. But we see him <laughs> in the street and let's say. This mf can actually use force fields. Like, we attack him, and he's just like, whoa. Whoa. What what are you doing? Actually, that would never happen. We'd beat that poor man to death. Oh, my God. It wouldn't even be a question. There's no such thing as force fields. What the fuck are you talking about? 
But the funny thing was that Diego must have heard some of some vo- some of the voices of reason because he brought uh, Stephen Bonner with him to this fight. I don't know oh, if, yeah. if Stephen Bonner was actually cornering him, giving him sound advice in the corner. The problem with Diego is, man, his you know he's he's up there in age, and he's just at this point it's amazing that he's still allowed to compete because he can't compete at this level any longer. And you got to give yeah. him the respect, but yeah, I'm just put him in a hall of fame. He's already in for one of the fights. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, he's a hall of famer. He's one of the pioneers, right? Yeah, call it quits, man. And it, it's it's regard- same thing with the BJ Penn thing, right? Like, oh boy, you know, it, it, it's these guys. It, you almost worry about them when they don't have a camp, a training camp, right? Of what they yeah. would or won't do, and that's that's what the people around BJ Penn said. Was that, like we actually worried more about it. I, I guess it's been better. I haven't heard anything yeah. about BJ Penn getting knocked out in street fights anymore. Um, right. Uh, they, were, they were legitimately worried about him when he wasn't in a training camp. They were worried about what he was going to do with his life, right? So I hope he, I hope BJ Penn found some found some stuff there. Well, I mean, you know, I'm speaking from experience from a, a previous job. I think sometimes we, I, I understand, we take away the structure from someone, and then mm-hmm. it just leaves him a lot of time to do things. But at the same time, Diego has a well of information that he could be passing along to newer fighters and guys coach. coming up. Yeah, exactly. He'd be a great coach. But someone's got to be honest with him and say, hey, man, like, we want the real information from you. We don't need this guy in the background, right? Yeah, we don't get need rid the guy. of this fucking guy. We, like, I understand that he brings a level of calmness to your life. But the truth of the matter is, you know more about fighting. and You know more about life than this guy knows with all of his fake Krav Maga. Mixed martial arts and martial arts in general has worked really hard to move away from those type of psychopaths. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? Like the guys at the fake opening up fake kung fu schools and yeah, but unverified it still happens, black belt. right? Here's the issue: oh, is it still absolutely. fucking happens? Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, it's hilarious when those guys get exposed. The force field guys are the best. The force, oh. have, like, have you seen the video of the force field guy where he like, he like puts a small woman up there? He's like, all right, you stand right there. I'm going to run full force at you. This guy's like 185 pounds, right? It's like a, he's not not a big guy, but he's a bigger guy. And this woman's like 105 pounds soaking wet. He's like, all right, stand right here like this. And he fucking trucks her, just runs straight into her and pretends to be hurt on the ground next to her. <laughs> it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Wait, wait, wait. What was the pitch there? Like, hey, you're a black belt now, so your force field. Yeah, your force field's good enough to protect you from me. And he <laughs> runs at her and just runs her over. And she's on the ground, like, crying or whatever, or trying to catch her breath, right? And he's on the ground going, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> No, here's the real deal, right? He didn't like her. He's like, Karen, exactly. I promise you. She, or she didn't put out. <laughs> you're exactly what you, or she didn't get him off before the jacuzzi. Right. Wait, we're going. We're going X-rated now. That's what really happened. Another great uh, version of that, someone getting exposed, is this Kung Fu master Hilarious. in China. Yeah, you know which one I'm talking yeah, about. He's, yeah. he's in the Tai Chi stance. And look, I, I'm not disparaging uh, traditional martial arts at all. I think it still serves a great purpose in understanding of fighting. But the fact of the matter is, there's a point to fighting. And the point is to do the damage in the quickest, most direct path. That's exactly what happened to the Tai Chi master. His, forf- his yeah. force field failed. <laughs> like the MMA fighter had him up in the air and twisted that dude up like a pretzel. It was yeah. pretty beautiful to watch. So, uh, Diego, get away from that psychopath. Let's get you. Get I'm, I'm watching the video, and this guy <laughs> runs this woman over and then is on the ground having an exorcism. 
Oh, don't worry. It's bookmarked already. <laughs> I have a whole folder of bookmarks for after show videos. <laughs> Dude, just speaking. Of, all right. So let, this is something I've been waiting to talk to you about because I already know you're going to say you don't care because it's Connor. But I need you to dig a little bit deeper, buddy. Connor I versus Poirier, too. I'm very excited for this. I, I, I wouldn't worry would about timestamps on this video. This is all UFC talk, and we've already gone through three topics, and you haven't timestamped anything. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it for this video. Um, no, no, this is interesting, right? It's interesting, the charitable donation, the $500,000 charitable donation, very interesting. Um, you know, uh, it's hard for me to get excited for Connor, right? When's right. the last time he really fought, right? He, he had a training camp for Cowboy, but this is again. If this was Cowboy five years ago, that fight's way different, right? You think so? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I. I. I, I do. Connor now versus Cowboy five, six, seven years ago. Whatever. Whatever. Pick. pick take your pick. Right. I, I think it's different. It doesn't go into a clinch and gets Cowboy gets knocked out with a fucking shoulder strike. This is not how it happens. Yeah. There's a, there's a number of things. I, 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 Poirier. I'm excited for. Right. I'm excited Poirier is going to get the fight. I'm. I'm excited to watch Poirier fight. I just I can't get excited for Connor anymore. See, see, here's was here's what I think is happening, right? And uh, this is a, a good case study. I think sometimes in all the hype of Connor, Connor, and all the grandeur and all the promotion, mm-hmm. self promotion, and self aggrandizing and all that stuff, we forget that he is an elite level combat. Uh, no, don't don't get me wrong. I understand how good Connor is, right? Yeah. But how good is Connor in MMA anymore? You know, he has he got he got beat up by Khabib. You know, he got. He beat Cowboy in what forty five seconds, like, yeah. But, and, but then went to boxing, and like it was boxing before that. So realistically, he hasn't. Had, and it's and it's eighteen months in between each fight. All right, right but even if we look prior to Mayweather, he had the best string of fights in the UFC. Sure, even the first the first fight. But this is I, five years ago, Steve. This is five. This is. Is it five? Has it been five already? Um, I'll tell you in a second. But I, I mean, I know I've been doing a four, lot of. It's at least. Four. It's got to be three, three and a half, no. four. I would say. What, what, what was the Mayweather fight? That that was like, oh, you know what? That was like the Mayweather was twenty seventeen, August of twenty seventeen. Woo! So the last time but, he fought Eddie Alvarez in November of twenty sixteen. It's been four and years. That was, that was probably the best Connor. It's very good. One, yeah, he looked very, very good. Oh, he was on Super Saiyan. Like that was a, a legit perfect fight for him. The one lick of damage he took in that fight was a leg kick where I thought Eddie threw a leg kick that uh, stunned and kind of staggered Connor. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's going to be the fight. It's going to be leg kicks on the lead and leg. He, yeah. And, he, and then he just boxed him up. It, yeah. <laughs> this is four years ago since his last like legitimate fight. And then it was yeah. two two years after that, he got a he got a title shot against Khabib and got smoked. Right. right? I, I don't yeah. agree that that Connor won a round. I don't. I, I don't think he did. did they gave him, which one did they give him? Uh, it was two, a, maybe. Yeah. Two or three. I, I can't remember which one was which. Um, whatever one he didn't get dropped in. Um, and then he he fucking fought a thirty a forty second fight against Cowboy. Right. And, and a cowboy who's five years out of his prime. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. I disagree with the fact that he wouldn't have been able to do that to cowboy. He wouldn't have got him out of there that quickly. I don't, right. That's that. what I'm saying. I don't think he would have got out of yeah. that quickly. I would have, yeah. le- that fight would be more legitimate in my head if it was cowboy of X amount of years ago and it went to round th- two or three before Connor finished him. I think Connor finishes him. Right. Don't get me wrong. Right. I think Connor finishes cowboy. I don't think cowboy wins the fight. But I also yeah. don't, I also think cowboy hits him. 
You know, yeah. I think Cowboy hits yeah. him five years ago, and and that to me is why it's not not that great of a legitimate, you know, a legitimate thing. But it was also fought at how fuck what fucking weight, welterweight. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, here's gonna be an interesting thing against him and uh and Poirier. So right, let's look at it systematically. What and let's look weight at- is it? What weight is he at? I think this is going to happen at 155. I'm pretty sure. Is it sure. really? Okay. I think so. Okay. I would be really. I mean, not that Poirier can't make it to 170 comfortably. He's actually uh, had not struggled to get to 155, but he's a bigger dude. And yeah. I'm sure he, no, can, I agree. he can get to get to Walter easily. But here's the fight as I see it. Right, if we're just looking at the fighter attributes, Dustin Poirier has really good dirty boxing. Has really good boxing in general. In the clinch, outside of the sure. clinch, great movement. He has really good, really good jujitsu. His head movement is great, and when he needs to, he can get some offensive wrestling in there. Traditionally, we know these are all things, except for the boxing, which will give Conor trouble. The question becomes whether or not is Dustin Poirier going to use it in this fight. Now, you want to talk about force fields, like weird kung fu magic? Go back and watch the first fight between Dustin and and Conor. Now, I know Conor had legit gotten into his head because it doesn't make sense, the strategy – like like connor came out and he pressed forward and it was almost like dustin shrimped into himself mm-hmm. i'd never seen him fight like that ever in his career and i know he got caught with a kind of a sloppy hook that kind of gave him pause sure but i don't understand the strategy there i think that this fight is going to go a lot different i think we're going to barn burn it because then let's you know, let's flip the cards and let's go over and look at Connor. Now, if you told me you weren't excited about Connor for these reasons, you would 100% have me sold. Connor, I still don't know what what level belt or no gi he is with jujitsu. I know he's getting a lot better getting scrambling back to the feet now. Yeah, he but know, he's doing he know this in, in preparation to fight Khabib again, apparently, right? But the, yeah. he's, he's just, it's just delusions of grandeur uh, with, with Connor uh, at any given time, at <laughs> any given moment, dude. No, think about it, right? After no, that's, every, that's, after that's every one of his recent fights, after every yeah. one of his recent fights, is always, oh, I'm retired. The UFC doesn't this. The UFC won't yeah, do that, yeah, yeah. right? And he plays these fucking games, and it's annoying to watch and, and annoying to be a fan of. You know, yeah. like you could get excited for this guy because he's a great fighter and he's a good three time a year fighter and he could do that probably for the next five years. And it would be very good. It would be very good for the sport. It'd be great for everybody. But yeah. he went off and did boxing, made one hundred million dollars, doesn't care about the money anymore, is not hungry anymore, isn't driven by belts, wants to get a revenge against Khabib, which I don't ever see that fight going a different way. Right. Unless we get Gaethje in here and, and Gaethje really exposes some hole that Khabib apparently has. Right. But there is no, you know, the best version of Connor doesn't beat the best version of Khabib, in my opinion. The only way that happens, the only way he beats Khabib, right, is that Connor's going to have to do something he's never done in his UFC career. He's going to have to develop a jab. Now, I don't know what's going on over there at Straight Blast MMA. And he was a boxer for a, for a while, right? No, he was, you know, he went, he started off in boxing and, uh, I think he has some amateur fights, but for the I level of hand, too. I think for the level of hands that he has, it always amazed me that he never throws jabs out there. But you're right. I don't ever have him beating Khabib unless he throws a jab and sets it up with a, you know, he throws a jab to set up the one-two. I think Khabib is prone to get hit with a one-two after a nice stiff jab. No one's been able to pull it off. Michael Johnson got some of that off. And yeah, then it was you know, like, I, listen, I love that you say that. You're like, well, he's prone to this, but it, but it's literally never happened. <laughs> listen, I'm telling you. Gaethje, listen, Gaethje will put him in a different place. 
I think, I, 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 think I hope so. Gaethje's the best striker so. he's fought so far. Let me let me defend what I'm saying here. No, this please, please, saying, please, 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 please. This is how I know he's prone to it, right? You gotta look at the fighter attributes, man. You gotta look at the way Khabib holds his hands. But the problem is, people are so worried about something that you yourself have said he rarely does nowadays. They're worried about the double leg takedown when they should be worried about the takedown against the fence as they're moving backwards. I'm telling you, man. If you just no, I couldn't do it. If I tried to do it, Khabib would literally pick me up and throw me back to my wife and be like, "I send fat husband back to you." Like that's also an issue, right? Is like. Everyone's like, oh, this is our game plan, but how the fuck are you going to stop him from, from coming at you and getting your back up against the fence? You have to circle out and pinch off the cage, like, and I don't know if anyone can do it. That's they the can. issue, right? You they can't. Come to mind, my bro. head, Max Holloway comes to mind. Max is the greatest to do it. No, I, that's not true. He lost to Alexander Volkanovsky twice. Um, oh, but, shit. I'm getting triggered, folks. <laughs> no, but I, I think I think Max brings a style of of, uh, of striking that would give Khabib issues. I think Gaethje does, too, but I think Gaethje, you know, Gaethje's had, what, four fights in a row now where he hasn't been a brawler, right? Is is that where we're at right now? Is it is it just two? You know, yeah. how easy is it for him to go back to that place and then and then really get smoked? Right, yeah, but if he takes him off of his game plan, takes him off of his center line, could be somehow develops a single leg or something other than that that weird double leg that he does up against the cage is the only thing he ever hits. Right, because actually, let's think about it for a second. Khabib will get you down, but he's not very good at it. Right, he's not a, he's not a Cormier. He's he's not some guy who's actually really really good at takedowns. He wears oh, you up against the cage. He pressures you and pulls you down. He doesn't. Yeah. He can't in the middle of the in the middle of the octagon. He can't get a takedown. I don't know if he ever has. So here's the thing. Here's what he can do really well. And I think this is what's really deceptive about Khabib's uh, uh, <laughs> grappling. He's really amazing in a scramble. But the reason we haven't seen that in a while is because no one's put him in a position and to have no one's scramble at that level. Out. No yeah. one is at that level. Let's rewind back for a second because you were making a very good point about Gaethje and Khabib, right? So if he switches to the brawler style, we saw a little bit with Poirier versus Khabib that there's also an uppercut there, right? Because Khabib is coming in. He's waiting His in. His hands are out here, right? Yeah, he doesn't then, have, he doesn't but have the, any up. But the problem is the margin of error is so small. So you got to <laughs> right? You like, have to hit him like, and be gone. <laughs> You gotta hit exactly. him and hope he's out on his fucking feet. Cause... Exactly. Exactly. You're right, man. Like, listen, I, you know, Connor's path to victory with Khabib is very narrow unless he catches him with something that makes. I actually think that it's going to be elbows. That's, I, I was in agreement with you and Cash in regards to Ferguson. I thought, I thought Ferguson was going to make off him bleed. Back. Yeah. I thought he was going to make him bleed off his back and hit him uh, with stuff that he I wasn't seeing coming anymore. But in regards to, like, Connor versus Poirier, man, this is a chance. No matter how Poirier sells it, because he's a really nice guy. You remember Todd Duffy? Todd Duffy is one of the two guys to beat Conor McGregor outside of the UFC. I, mean, I believe he beat him Joseph, with, a, with an arm Joseph triangle Duffy? or something like that. And uh, uh, Todd Duffy. It's, it's Joseph Duffy, not Todd Duffy. Is Oh, Todd Duffy's the big guy. Yeah, Joseph yeah, yeah. Duffy. Yeah. Um, so they he fought Poirier on the, island, the second Ireland card on a fight pass. Uh-huh. Amazing fight. Everyone was saying, is this going to be some type of redemption fight for you? Because this is the guy that beat Connor. Poirier, as usual, humble and cool as a cucumber. He's like, no, this is a fight between me and this guy. And he he damn near killed him. Damn near yeah. starstruck. <laughs> and I know, I'm like, I know that he's coming into this fight like I should not have lost that first fight. In fact, a lot of people think that maybe 
Connor got lucky with that punch. I don't think so. I think the placement was perfect. It got him down, and he, you know, he beat the shit out of Poirier on the ground. I think Poirier is going to come in here looking to prove a point, and he's going to try to pardon my language, everyone, for all my family-friendly friends. <laughs> I think Poirier is going to come in. He's going to try to fuck Connor up, dude. <laughs> like I really think Poirier is going to come in. And he's like, like going to inflict damage, but the problem becomes which Connor are we going to see? Which Connor are we are we going to see destroyed? Are we going to see the striking virtual virtuoso who showed up against uh, Eddie Alvarez? Maybe this might be the greatest fight for that to come out. I thought it would have been against Cowboy, but we'll see. I actually, I'm going to go against it. I'm going to go against the green. I got Poirier winning this fight. Uh, the only reason I would agree with you, right? And I, listen, I, I, I am as little of a Connor fan as you could possibly be at this point, just because of his antics and how little he's actually fought. Let's be fair. Um, I agree with you just because Poirier has been active and he's yep. been active against the best of the best in that division, yeah. right? You know, he took the Dan Hooker fight again. Dan Hooker's making a good run at it or was making a good run at it until he met Poirier. Um, yeah. he was, he's fighting in the top five every time making an argument that he could have another shot at the title, right? Legitimately, right. whoever wins this apparently is going to get a title shot from what I've heard. Um, unless it's Connor, because Khabib just doesn't want to fight him. He couldn't give a fuck less, right? <laughs> it, it, Poirier makes an, makes an argument if he wins. Connor makes an argument if he wins. But I'll go with you on this one. I'll take Poirier. Yeah, I mean, I didn't want to bring into the particulars. Like, we did see in the Dan Hooker fight. And I, I think he stopped Dan Hooker dead in his tracks. And I'm, I'm talking about making it a real fight. I think Dan Hooker came in there definitely a little overconfident in his his skills, sure. thinking that he was just going to be able to outstrike Poirier and not realizing how good of a striker Poirier, is. How good of a striker Poirier is. And also, there's something dangerous about punches and bunches, especially when that guy's got power in both hands. And that was something we saw with Max. Max had a hard time dealing yeah. with the power and the amount of punches that Poirier throws. This is it's going to be an interesting fight, but I think this is it for Connor. If Connor doesn't win this, you know, you, you got to know when to call it quits, right? You came in the fight game at a perfect time. Your ascent to the top was amazing, maybe sure. even helped a little bit. And uh, but no one will ever be able to take away the Eddie Alvarez fight, they won't be able to take away him versus Diaz, too. That was Chad a great Mendes. fight for him. Chad Mendez, that was. In my mind, when I think of Connor, that is his crown moment. He showed adversity, right? He, yep. he battled through adversity, getting held down for what two rounds in a row or something. Dude, and have that, go back and look at that fight. That was some amazing striking. That last sequence mm -hmm. of hits he caught Chad Mendes with. Ch poor Chad, all the steroids started <laughs> coming out of his system. <laughs> like, he couldn't take it anymore. Out through his nose, yeah. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> Yeah. I, 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 I wish that we could I wish we could do this is this is a perfect uh, Zach Steve fight night at the house type of fight but it's just not going to happen because you're a disease sick sick man and I just can't risk my family's health around you actually we're probably more dangerous for you now that I think about it very much so <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's why I feel like man it's hard for me like and for a lack of a better phrase it's hard for me to get out of bed to watch a Connor fight right it's hard for me yeah. to get excited for it. it's hard for me to even yeah. want to know it because it's, it's like it's right behind you too yeah, exactly. But it's like uh, this is a fight's gonna happen, and it's like okay, cool. We'll go. We'll all get excited about Connor. We'll all get yeah. scammed again, right? And it'll yeah. be another two years before we see another Connor fight, right? Connor's one of the people that when he fights a lot is when he's the most exciting. And and I can't, yeah. I can't stand waiting around eighteen months to watch him fight again. 
Yeah. Well, you know, the crazy thing about this fight was I think uh, I have really enjoyed Chell's breakdown of this. And I think Chell does have a good assessment of Connor, but he's also doing a little promoting for him, too, because he sees a lot of himself in Connor, which is that Connor's the one that pushed for this fight to be before the year was up. Right. He said, he's like, let's do it now. I don't want to wait until you guys can build it up. And I think that was some of his demise, man. And he had been hinting at that, him being Connor. Like, you got to do the promotion, right? Everyone's got to do that, except for. Except for Ronda, right? And uh, I think that maybe some of that stuff started getting in the way of what actually should be important, which is you need to be getting ready for your opponent, and that needs to be your mental focus. And Dana, you know how you know you know how he gets down. Like I need you out in front of the cameras. I need you doing press. Didn't he refuse I, to do press for the Khabib fight? Yeah, he did. He did. Which makes 100. it it makes it even like confirming my point: the fact that he'll never. I don't think he'll ever beat, beat Khabib. Khabib. I don't think he'll ever beat Khabib. If this was a fighting game and it was Connor versus Khabib, you would have to roll a perfect fight to beat him. Do you yeah. understand what I'm saying? It's yeah. either that or it's one hit point that you survived with. You did it, but you didn't do it pretty. But it's did you? Situation. You know, <laughs> yeah, I 100% agree. I 100% agree. It's just hard. Again, it's hard for me to get excited for Connor. Uh, you know, he's the biggest casual draw in the in the world at the moment right great for the sport great, great the sport. it's great for the sport it's great for everyone fighting that night i just don't i just couldn't give a shit man i i really could not here's the thing man and, and you know what I, I like that we're on this subject because uh so let's talk a little bit more about khabib because last episode you were talking about uh you know his star power and we had gotten and kind of gotten into that conversation does it translate into pay-per-view buys and it doesn't i think it should i think it should i, I think, think it should that people too. I think people should be able to look at a fighter like Khabib and go, man, there is something special about this guy. But here's something this else. This card will sell really well, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But here's something else. You know, we've talked about it a little bit, but, you know, and you know where I'm going with this. Khabib, in my mind, what makes him different than a Ronda Rousey, right? What makes him different than a Mackenzie Dern? Essentially, he is a one-trick pony, and he's extremely good. It's just that his pony comes with a lot of other things in it right Som- sambo he's the best ground and pound artist ever right like- <laughs> yeah exactly here's what i need to see right and i'm calling it zach man just remember when you put this on my funeral like on my tombstone his knockout his demise will look as bad as ronda's you said this a someone- hundred times and i agree like when someone figures it out man when they figure out how not to be intimidated by what's coming at them and they say and i think this is where gaethje's best weapon kevin gaethje's just justin crazy gaethje. enough justin i'm sorry justin gaethje's just crazy enough been through just enough right shit. right, where, right. You, you understand what i'm going with this yeah, right where right he's, like, he's the most violent man in the most violent sport right sport, yeah but, and he, you know, he's been he's been hitting the head enough where maybe his survival instincts is fight or flight doesn't realize gone. what's coming. <laughs> yeah, but again, everyone has everyone has a plan until they get hit in the face, right? The the, yeah. the Mike the famous Mike Tyson quote. But this isn't this isn't that. He's not gonna get hit in the face. Maybe once, he's gonna get fucking drug into the deep waters. And you know, Gaethje's been um he's been known to have a fairly good cardio, right? I'm trying yeah, to I'm trying to recall on this. He has very very good cardio. He has to with the fucking output he has, right? Um, yeah. The most strikes per minute in in lightweight history and and accuracy yeah. is incredible. All of this, but have we have we seen Khabib get rocked? Yes, the greatest to ever do it, Michael <laughs> Michael Johnson. But straight up, hit him. Hold on, no, no, not just hit him. He 
straight up stunned him and his legs wobbled so much so when Khabib got back to his corner, his head coach said to him, was like, that's not going to work. <laughs> you're like, you're like, you cannot stand with him. This is like a, on the record. He's like, you right. need to. But his striking has gotten better since then. Let's be fair. Not Gaethje level. Um, <laughs> it has. It has. You can look. It went from rudimentary to, to novice. Uh, <laughs> not great, but you can see improvements in his game, right? No, no, be fair. Absolutely. I, I, won't, I won't disparage him there. Not not anywhere. Not even intermediate. <laughs> you know, I'll just say no celebrity boxers are calling for a match. With right. Unless they were looking for the easiest path. <laughs> And I still can't believe he at one point said that he wanted to, fuck, he wanted to box uh, Floyd Mayweather. I, I I don't see how that's a good idea in any facet. You know what's great about Floyd, man? He takes these fights, these super fights with these uh, other combat athletes, and he's like, yeah, he's probably got a chance to beat me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Beat Connor like he owed him money. I forget the kid's <laughs> name. Uh, Outside the the kickboxer or that the Muay Thai, was so fake. That was so fake, dude. He if he walked that dude down. That was I mean, fake, dude. That was been. It's pretty much been almost confirmed to have been faked. Listen to me. The only thing fake in this life is this mustache and the WWE. All right, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's a good point. That's it. But I get what you're saying. Khabib striking has gotten better, right? But I'm just hold saying. on. Let's. It's not. It's not great. You go to three <laughs> boxing classes. You and Khabib are fairly even. Um, I think Justin Gaethje has got to bring in that inside leg kick, man, and uh, he's got to bring the inside leg kick in, and, and he's got to make Khabib pay for trying to walk him down. And, and you got you just got to move off the line, I think, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to. Cause yeah. I feel like any sort of movement with on Khabib at all is going to throw him off a little bit. But let's see, you know, let's see, right? Because. There's a reason Khabib is what 28 and 0, 29 and 0, yeah. whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Right? There's a reason, you know. Yeah. He's not a slouch and he's fought you know, you know, yeah. good people. So, can you, can you imagine it was a time when him and Showtime Pettis were going to fight? Could you imagine how bad that was going to go for Pettis? Just think about that for a second, dude. Just think like there was a time All right. Rafael uh Dosant RDA, man. He fought Khabib. I can't remember if it was Khabib or friggin' uh, what's the psychopath's name? The the carpenter, Clay Guida, who broke his jaw. The but both fight. Yeah, that's what they call him because he looks like uh, you know, white Jesus. But he fought that guy, destroyed him. Look what he did to Abel Trio. Completely showed that he was, and, and then and to think that Showtime Pettis was at the top of that division, and that's what he was going to head into it would have been a horrible fight yeah. actually you know what they, you know what they should have gave connor instead of poirier they should have gave him pettis no no poirier is way better fight and it, it if poirier wins it gives him the next title shot right that's what they're doing they're setting up this next title shot i know they're setting it up man but uh if, listen i'm telling you for a fact poirier is going to stop this man now, Connor's only been tapped before. He's never been knocked out. Okay. I do believe. He's only I been knocked believe. down one time. Who's he been knocked out by? Knocked down. Oh, yeah. Only been knocked down one time. I was And by Khabib. And by uh, Diaz. No, nah, he's only been only one knockdown on record. One, wait, Diaz didn't drop him? No, he stunned him. And stunned then him Connor and then shot him. In, and then Connor shot in for a, a takedown for the first time in his life. I think, are you, what's wrong? Your cat's starting beef with you over there? What's going on? <laughs> I 
Yeah, I saw him come in the. I saw him come in the room, just walk through the shot like f your shot. Uh, <laughs> I honestly think Dustin uh, 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 takes Connor out by uh, TKO. But okay, I think that um, if I'm looking at the Gaethje fight and I'm just trying to formulate my thoughts because this is going to be on the record, so I'm finally ready and I'm comfortable enough to pick the winner for this fight, and I'm going Gaethje. And I'm going against every instinct in my body that's screaming at me right now. Okay. I'm putting all the kids' college money down on this fight. Eight bucks. Got, got it. Okay. <laughs> all 12 cents. <laughs> like, I'm going I'll take that there. bet. Um, yeah, man, I, I don't think so. Um, Gacy would have to, again, roll a perfect fight. You're a Russian plant. No, I, I wish, dude. I wish. I wish I had that kind of money. Um <laughs> I just don't see. Listen, Gaethje has the power to hit him and and put him down or out, right? I, but we, I don't think we've ever seen him get hit that hard, right? And I don't think we've ever seen Khabib really ever have to go through those paces of getting dropped, guy on top of you. We, yeah. you know, we've never seen anyone on top of Khabib in that manner, right? Yeah, we don't yeah. know how he reacts to that. We don't know if he, like, he scrambled. The right. man is an amazing. Yeah, he's going. I'm telling you right now. If you get on top of him, you've already lost the fight yeah. because he's going to he's hook reverse your leg. It. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. He's, and, you know, is he? You know, could he hit fucking a, a triangle from the bottom? You know, what could he or could he do? Right. Like that's the question. We don't know. We don't know the answer to that, and yeah. we don't know until someone gets on top of him. Now, do I think Gaethje has the best chance of doing that? I do. I I do. One hundred percent. But then we get to the the second level of this this final boss yeah, that is Khabib, yeah, yeah, right? This, the phase two, as we'll call it. We don't know what the hell happens past that. You know what's you know what's really funny, man. I love MMA fans, and I mean this. I'm not being sarcastic because there are a bunch of when morons. they see when they when they see greatness in someone, the next thing they do is the, that we do. We all do. We're all guilty of it. We want to send them off to their death by saying, hey, let's see how he does against the champion above him. So people were talking. This was actually a conversation people Khabib were having in the worst Uzman? place on earth. Yeah, at Facebook. And they were like, we want to see Khabib versus Usman. I'm like, why would you do that? No, that He's not going to win that fight. 100%. I have Usman. And, and you know what? They're really good friends, too. They I are. Have, they are. They are really, really good friends, actually. I, I have Usman winning that fight because we're not just talking about another Johnny Hendricks style welterweight wrestler, right? Johnny Hendricks had some great wrestling, mm -hmm. but you know, after a while that diminished into the power shot. Kamar Usman is no idiot. Really? You know, and I I believe his 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 caliber of wrestling, even though it's Roman Greco, is and there's I'm not disparaging Roman Greco wrestling at all. I think it goes with the level of his intelligence, his capability, and I think his physicality, he's a friggin' powerhouse yeah he is he is absolutely yeah. and i 100 believe had the fight gone to grappling with him and colby no one wanted to gas themselves in that fight right, right, like, right, right. i get that. Right. i totally i totally get but that. i i definitely think he would have got the uh the better of the of the scrambles there but we'll never know and we will never know about the the khabib thing but i agree with you man I, you know i'm already instantly regretting my pick we haven't, <laughs> we, <laughs> we haven't seen uh phase two or even possibly Phase three, because I'm sure there's another gear behind there, you know. And, right. Uh, Can he throw submissions from the bottom is my is my question. My my guess is probably yes. Yes. Right. My guess is probably yes. And fuck, we might not know. He might even be, he might even throw heel hooks in there at some point, right? We have no idea. We legitimately have zero idea of what his capabilities are off of his back.
And if you look what he does to guys that are supposed to, like, man, when I think about the Edson Barboza fight between him, now there was the fight where I was like, man, we're going to see his legs get tested for nope. the first time. Because I'm thinking the strategy is Edson's going to hit him with leg kicks and move off. Hit him with leg. And he looked good in his fight, by the way. He looked really Barboza good. Barboza looked very fight. good. Yeah. I, I yeah. agree. I think he's going to run uh, the gambit on that division. I'm calling it now. But Decent again, chance. Khabib shut it, shut down the offense fairly easy. And uh, I think a lot of that had to do with intimidation. Gagey, man, you got a stiff test in front of you, man. I hope you're just not another beer can. Uh, you're not a beer can. I, I hope you're just not like another victim lined up for this yeah. guy. Because, And then if we move into. Um, but who does he even fight after that? No one. Nobody. If, I don't give a fuck about the Ferguson fight anymore. That guy no, got smoked by Justin Gaethje, and it wasn't yeah. even close. You know, no, it wasn't close. I don't care about the. I'm not, even I'm not even sure about the GSP fight because again, I don't think GSP wants it. No, I don't think he wants to come out of retirement, and no, I should he, man. That guy's. You know, if you ever want to look at the triumphant spirit of humanity, look at GSP versus Johnny Hendricks. Because Johnny Hendricks was on all the steroids. You <laughs> won't convince me of otherwise. And then we sure. got to see that Canadian knight fight his little heart out against the man who was probably juiced to the gills True. and put up a hell of a fight. But I don't think that one. I'm not sure that uh, GSP can get down to welterweight anymore. I'm not believing it. I'm not buying welterweight. It. Good yeah. luck. He still has another 15 <laughs> to go past that. <laughs> no, no, no. They uh, Khabib said he would fight him at welterweight. Oh, really? Yeah, no, oh, like okay. they would do. They they would do it. But I don't think I don't think that I don't think he can make it down there anymore. And then even then, I think I have Khabib beating GSP. I was on the fence about this because of the jab, but I just I don't, don't think much. the GSP has the uh, the steam to keep him off of him for like for five rounds. So yeah, for for fucking almost 30 minutes. You know? Now, what's intriguing is Michael Chandler. That's is what's it? intriguing. No, not really, but we got to <laughs> film the show. we got to film the show with something. Right? Listen, Michael, gotta, Michael Chandler is going to be a – is going to – will be – will most likely be a champion in the UFC once Khabib has moved on. Yeah, once Khabib has decided to I think Dustin Poirier will be a champion in the UFC yeah. once Khabib has moved on. Yeah. Right. Um, I think you might be able to see Conor McGregor as a champion in the UFC. Once, once, once Khabib moves on, moves on. Oh, uh, once he drops down to forty-five again, never happen. It'll never happen. You don't think he can make it? I don't think. I don't, don't think. think he, I don't think he wants to. Right yeah. for him to for him to fight at seventy and then cut down to forty-five at some point. Man, I don't. That's not a good. That's not. That's not healthy. <laughs> you know, Listen, I don't think he has the. I don't think he has what it takes anymore. How much it. weight would you cut to avoid a fight with Khabib? I'd cut all the weight. <laughs> if I was, if I was Alexander Volkanovsky, I'm fighting uh, Devison Figueroa next. <laughs> I'm fighting. Dude. I'm fighting Adam Weight. <laughs> Listen to me, man. You know what we haven't heard anything from in a while is Max, man. I think Max might be. I think like, Max good might on be it. unofficially done. Yeah, I think he might be good on it, and I, I don't blame him, man. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, you know, the, the history will remember that Volkanovski stole that one. Like, Man, and I, were, see, you say that, and I don't think so, but that's fine. Yeah, I, I know you don't think so, but you know, you're wrong about this, buddy. But, but here's the thing. Volkanovski will get to do what every fighter in his situation has done, like John has done. He's got to fight the next fight. He's got to earn that respect back because it was still a great fight. It wasn't like he walked away with the fight, right? It wasn't no, like it was, sure. that, it was a good fight. Yeah, it was an amazing fight. And it wasn't like he dialed it in. I just know that his next fight, and I know that as a man, and I'm sure you you know this too, he's going to come in there like a bat out of hell to try to erase that memory. Or, or he comes in and executes his game plan exactly as he wants and wins the next fight, right? Like, 
There, there's a level of respect I have for you if you do that too. I don't need you to be flashy as a champion, right? I need yeah. you to be dominant, right? Khabib yeah. is very, is very much a good example of that. Khabib is not not a very flashy fighter. He's he's a very he's a grinder, right? He's gonna get you to the ground, grind you out, wear you out, and then beat you yeah. up, right? Volkanovski very much so could be that, but on the uh, on the feet, right? Here's where I think you're wrong. I mean, no, you're not wrong. But here's another look at it. Volkanovski wasn't that prior to Max. Max. You had he had to execute the the, the perfect game plan. Sure. Before that, Volkanovski was like in some very beautiful brawls. But I agree that moving forward, yeah, you're a champion now. So now we got to rein it in a little bit, right? Something Tyron did. <laughs> we got branding to think about. You know, I got some stuff working on over here. Right. I'm from yeah. fucking. Uh, I'm... Can't be coming in like a cokehead fighting the security <laughs> guard anymore. <laughs> right. Right. Actually, the next person who's going to get that that title shot at 45 is the winner of Ortega versus um, Korean Zombie. No, that that's going to be interesting because I have Volkanovski beating Korean Zombie easily. Not because right. Korean Zombie's skills lack, but because Korean Zombie gives him exactly what he needs to win that fight. Yeah, he's going to come straight for it. You know, he's Korean Zombie's marching for it. Uh, yep. It'd be interesting to see him against Ortega. I'm still trying to remember a day before Ortega got viciously beat up by Max. Though. So <laughs> well, he knocked out. Um, <laughs> who did he knock out with like a step back uppercut? No, that was before. That was, well, that was before, before right? That was before. Yeah, he but it was before Frank Yeager. Edgar, yeah. there you go. He hasn't fought since. No, he hasn't fought anyone since Max Holloway. And God damn it, I can't believe that he's alive after that fight. Do you remember that ass whooping? It was bad. It was <laughs> bad. It was, uh, was there a hundred unanswered strikes? Yeah, at some point, at one point, I literally thought that maybe the fight was fixed. I was like, no one takes this many hits unless they're getting paid by the mob. And it they're like, was, we got your, your mom in the basement. Bad, dude, it was really bad. At one point, Max Holloway stops, grabs his hands, and puts them in front of his face and blocks and punches, and then hits him. You know? It was it was not it was not good. That was not a good look for Brian Ortega. And then taking two years off after that, I think, is equally not as good of a look. So, uh, speaking about not good looks, we can get back to this right now, but I've, I meant to hit you up when I saw this on Twitter. So you see your boy, uh, Triple C, Cringe King, uh, he po- he posted something, some cryptic tweet about 2021 bending the knee or something like that. And, I, and it's got the Olympic emblem behind him. So I don't know if that means he's going to make an Olympic run or he's thinking about coming back. I have no idea what it means, but I would I would pay money to see that fight between him and Volkanovski. Take my money. I'd pay it for. Yeah, so here's the thing. I mean, I don't listen. I don't. Yeah, I'm on board with that. So for the uninitiated, we're talking about Henry Cejudo, someone who might actually go down in history as the greatest combat athlete ever. And he most has decorated for sure. He has the, the, the most decorated 100 percent because he has the credentials. But uh, I wouldn't mind seeing I, I'm not going to bet against him in any fight easily anymore because it wasn't like he fought cans like. That was a good yeah, He's making an Olympic run. He's making an Olympic run? Yeah, because it, it, the hashtag before that is two is better than one, and he has one Olympic medal, right? Mm. There's a chance that he's going to wrestling and, and doing uh, another Olympic run. Well, good for him if he could do that. That would be incredible, right? To be yeah, out of Olympic wrestling for make- so long and then fight and be a fighter and then go back to Olympic wrestling, that would be incredible. Wait, but wasn't he complaining about weight cuts and stuff? What he didn't want to cut weight to be in the to be in the Olympics anymore, um, yeah. and I think he's too small to be at, at at the higher weight, whatever the next kilogram up is. I think he's too small. Picograms, kilograms. Oh, so that's right. how they measure weight <laughs> in everywhere else other than the UFC. 
I don't speak on American. But the metric system is way better than the, <laughs> better than the imperial system. <laughs> Here's what I'm saying, man, about your boy Volkanovski, right? So... Ortega will what, wait. What, what, let me get you. Let me get you on the record here. Who you got? Ortega versus uh, Korean Zombie. We haven't uh, talked about this. Show. I don't know. Um, probably Korean Zombie. You think so? I like Korean Zombie a lot. It, it might Here's be slightly biased person. there. Um, fun, fun to f- watch fight. Um, yeah, I think I have Korean Zombie on that one. Uh, I think the jits of Ortega is uh is le- as legit as it can, huh? It's, it's incredible. incredible. Yeah, as yeah, legit as it incredible. can get. But uh, I'm gonna have to go Korean Zombie on this one too, man, because I I'm not buying that Yair knockout, right? He was on no. path to win that fight, and yeah. that was you that know was he caught him coming lucky. in. So. That was lucky as among lucky, right? Like lucky got lucky to get that knockout, <laughs> dude. That was a perfect perfect roll. Right. I mean, he threw it, he threw it for sure. But I was just like. I, We'll never see that. No, Actually, that's up there for the, one of the greatest knockouts in UFC no, it's history. Not. It's got to be in the conversation. It's got to be. Yeah, but like maybe top 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. fucking kick was incredible. Yeah. Here's the thing. The guy that the kick was landed on came out so humbly. He was like, oh, man, beautiful kick. Yeah. What else? Can like, say? He's like, I watched the foot hit me. I licked it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you go the Sugar Shane uh, route. Like, in my mind, that kick never landed. I'm still undefeated. <laughs> That's the route you go, man. What You know what? Where is O'Malley? What's he doing with his life, man? Are we going to? O'Malley lost a lot a lot of respect in my book after uh, after losing that fight and just saying that he didn't. And just saying that I, I didn't lose that fight. You I know, think his, his stock went down with a lot of people. Yeah, I don't think he's even ranked anymore. Wait, man. See, we did it again, man. We stopped talking about poor Michael Chandler. Look, there's got. Look, let's. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> let's. Uh, I care. They. <laughs> this, this is something that I've been waiting to see in the UFC for a minute. This guy, but I wonder if it's too late, right? If it's like because it, he walks into a murderer's row in his weight division. It's not like he just came in. Here's a tune-up fight. Like no. any, any, any fight. Like, you're you, gonna you're gonna be on call for the belt. And who do you have to fight? The potentially the best to ever do it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear Khabib say he wants to come out here and beat Gaethje and prove that he's the pound for pound best? That okay. See, this is what we, we we need to get not you they we need to get more specific by what they mean by pound for pound best. In my mind, I am still going by boxing rules to be considered a pound for pound great. And this this you also have to go up and down weight this, classes. Yeah, this also applies to John, and it's always been my biggest uh, knock against him. You have to be willing to go up or down to fight the best in other divisions. So I think if Khabib beats Gaethje, he's the best 155er for sure. Ever. Even right now as it stands, he's the best 155er to live. Who can argue it? Name who? who Name 37 who? people off the top of your head who could argue it. <laughs> I can't. And if I could name 37 people, I wouldn't talk to them anymore because obviously <laughs> there are other stupid things they would say that would upset me. But... He's not, you know, Michael Chandler. Come on, man. Stop doing this to Michael. He deserves our attention for at least 30 seconds. Let's get him a match. You put him up against someone, who are you going to get? Oh, my God. At 55? Give him Tony. That's the easiest way. Bring him in just Tony, the same way you did out. Dan Hooker. Um, oh. Paul Felder, maybe. Paul Felder's retired. No, he's not. He hasn't. He hasn't admitted it yet, but he's retired. <laughs> he's been, he, he's been on, the, <laughs> on the commentary booth for what? 
eight weeks in a row now or something. <laughs> I don't mind. I actually like Paul Felder a lot. I don't like Dennis Felder and Cruz, but I like Paul Felder for sure. Yeah. I don't, yeah, Dominic. Uh... Dominic Cruz has really lost it for me. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not into it anymore. Um, <laughs> Al, Al Lai, if Al Lai is available, you can give Michael Chandler Al Lai Quinta. That'd be, that'd be not Al bad. Al Lai's at 145. What are you trying to do? Man? No, he's not. Yeah, Ally Quinta fights at 145. He fights at 55. He fought fucking Khabib for the title at 55. Oh, Ally Quinta. You say Ally Quinta, and I'm hearing Aljamain Sterling. Aljamain Sterling doesn't fight at 45 either, does he? Does he, fight? he fights at, no, he fights at 35. 35? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Poor guy. Aljo is fighting for the title next, for sure. <sighs> He's earned it, man. He I, can't think of, <laughs> I can't think of a guy. Like It's pretty, you know. He, well, hold he on. No, no, let's be fair. The one person who has been shunned for a title shot the most is Tony Ferguson. Yes. But he won for 10 years straight. What does that mean in the world of Dana? All right. Dana doesn't have time to think about how long you've been winning fights when (laughs) you keep doing weird things like balancing yourself on medicine balls and hurting yourself. That's your fault, man. Actually, that was the way he (laughs) rehabbed his torn ACL, but I'm not going to get into that. That's (laughs) something. That's um, what I'm saying. But if you put for if you put Tony against Michael Chandler, then you get him right back in the conversation because right now, actually, honestly, I'm gonna be real with you, man. I had Dustin win in that fight, and it's gonna it's gonna be hard for you to convince me of otherwise because I've Tony uh, Gaethje proved something about Tony that I've known for a long time. He gets hit. He can continuously be hit. But the problem is, guys gas themselves out trying to hurt him. Gaethje's yeah. like, hey, I'm gonna pull, I'm gonna pull the brakes back on this a little bit. Hit you at around 35%. Then I'm going to keep torquing it up during the rounds until you start doing the chicken dance and pointing at phantoms in the octagon, which is exactly what Tony did. I don't care what he says about his body being diminished. He actually didn't say Dana said it, but that didn't have anything to do with the double weight cut. It had to do with someone that figured it out, man. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not doing I'm not doing this with you. But I think Michael Chandler, could, yeah, that, that'd be fun. Give him right? Kevin Lee. I don't know. Who? <laughs> Give me an old school gaming with a dad. Who? Who is Kevin Lee? Is this a fighter in the UFC? Who's that guy? Not the guy that I put my hopes into, and you tricked me into thinking he was making a resurgence in his career. <laughs> Basically argued me down, and I'm like, well, maybe you're right. You make some valid points. <laughs> but then it turned out he was the exact same Kevin Lee he'd always been, dude. Hey, knocked, so, hey, knocked your guy, your, your boy the fuck out. <laughs> don't invoke the great Golubsky's name. <laughs> Has, has Gregor Gillespie fought since then? No. <laughs> he hasn't. <laughs> he, he is not. He has not. He has not. Uh, he doesn't guy. want any of that anymore. He got knocked the fuck out, man. Is he on the? Is he on the schedule to fight? No. I, I haven't heard. Anything. I don't think he is. You know who I haven't heard from? Man, we're we're all over the place tonight, but I love it. You know who I haven't heard from? Man? Where's your boy, uh, the Gracie that fought uh, uh, Cub Swanson? Oh my God. Was- um, he- Kron? Kron, he's he's gone. He's in the same place as Kevin Lee and friggin' uh, Galepsky. <laughs> like, they're all hanging out in the, the Black Nebula. Oh Where are God. these people? I don't know. Where is Kron Gracie, actually? I think he might have stepped away from the UFC. God damn it. Michael Chandler deserves a fight with a top three guy, man. Does he? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Then give him Tony. Then give him Tony. Give him Tony, man. No, you know what? Let's get Pettis back down to 155. We'll give him Pettis. <laughs> I thought Pettis was fighting at 85 next. <laughs> that that can you, uh, listen. If, now, I'm, I'm gonna be serious. 
this is a guy that was supposed to be the next big thing. I do not understand. He is another guy like Tyron Woodley. I do not understand what happened there. There are conspiracy theorists who believe that both of them, that the P, uh, the lack of steroids has impacted their career. I don't see evidence of that. But no, Tyron looks the same, right? Like you would be you, yeah. you on Tyron specifically, you would physically be able to see it. He yeah. looks the fucking same. But then what's Pettis's excuse? What happened, man? He's it's old just... and, and the game, the game advanced beyond him, right? Caught up to him, man. It, it, caught, it, up. It caught up to him and fucking blew by him like he was standing still on the highway, man. That's <laughs> what happened. Anderson standing next to him like it hurts when this happens. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, we're here. Ben Rothwell's in the back. <laughs> Well, boys, uh, time to take some. Actually, when Ben Rothwell didn't look too bad in this fight, no, like, he didn't look too bad. Look, you know, he looks it, it, he's weird because he throws these weird sloppy combos, but they yeah. look like they fucking hurt. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I don't want to get hit with anything that old man's bringing. No. Right, not no. one bit. This is a guy, he's another guy on the list of people who's knocked out, uh, uh, Uberine. Ben Rothwell. Not- don't yeah, knocked him out man. cold and then did a weird dance. I think he also, that was when he be, uh, went into infamy with the whole. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, that's Ben Rothwell. Man, he's, he's, a, he's a character, huh? He's a, <laughs> he's a don't leave your wife alone with him character. Like you might eat. The no, I don't. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't go that far, but definitely don't leave your dog with him. Yeah, he's the dog is done for. <laughs> definitely done for. Look, Mike Chandler, we tried, man. Your potential matchup is Tony Ferguson or friggin' uh, Anthony Pettis, or but the, as or right the now, winner winner of um, Khabib Poirier, or not Khabib Poirier, um, Connor Poirier. Well, that's uh, that's that's going to be an obvious fix. Uh, Cash doesn't like all the uh, the attitude Michael Chandler's throwing out there, and I, I would kind of, I, I think care. it's out of character. I think it's. I think it's. Uh, hey, he's doing his best in a new organization to get a fight when no one wants to fight him, right? God. You have to do what you want. You have to do what you have to do to get a fight, right? Let's yeah. be fair. Should he be ranked right. in the top five? Absolutely, he's a champion in, in another another organization. I agree. Right. But does anyone think anything of him? No. No. No one cares. No. No one cares, man. No one gives a shit about that guy. Do you care about Corey Sanhagen? Corey Sanhagen looked really good. He looks really good, but he's looked he's looked really good in his last few fights. Wait, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't he the guy that Al Jermaine ran out and basically strangled in like the first ten seconds of the fight? That was him, right? I think he Al handed him his first uh maybe. Corey Sanhagen. Because uh, if yeah, I remember, yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. yeah, it is, it is right. But he beat everyone on his way up, though. Got to yeah. Aljo. No one wants to fight Aljamain Sterling for some reason. That guy fucking that guy can't get a fight. He's there is one guy in the UFC though that legitimately cannot get a fight. Who's that? Ryan Hall. Oh, the ankle pick guy. Yeah, <laughs> the leg lock guy. Yeah. yeah. No one. No, no one, one wants to, wants to fight. He's ranked like thirteenth. He's a ranked fighter. No one wants to fight him. No, no, no. And they, and they have good reason not to. He's want to fight legit. Him because- yeah, he's it's legit, good, and I'm legit. sure that's not the only trick he has in his uh in his arsenal there too. Because if if you look closely, when people try to defend it, he's ready to switch. But to doesn't the next he just pack. fucking he like Imanari rolls into people and then just grabs their legs and just like done, just like wouldn't, just you, I, wouldn't you just like to field goal kick him when he did that? Is that legal? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you say that, but then I'm the bad guy for for downed opponent knees. You make me feel like an idiot for saying that. You want to kick this poor guy, man. And you want to kick this guy. He's just rolling at you. 
It would be amazing. It's like when you're playing Beyblades with your friend. You get in there and punch the Beyblade? No. You let it happen. Listen, man. Listen. listen. No one wants to fight him (laughs) for the same reason that they don't want to fight uh, Aljamain Sterling. They don't want to lose that way. And I'm sure Corey Sehagen didn't want to see, you know, he didn't see himself getting choked out because it it looks like there's some obvious uh, holes in a, like holes in Hall's game. But what if you come in there and then it turns out it isn't just a roll. What if you come, you come in and you take him down, you realize he's got a great rubber guard or he throws up a triangle. I can imagine he does, right? That's the thing is I imagine he fucking does. I think that guy's, the guy's pretty scary. Actually, I think he's an interesting guy too. I like uh, I like hearing his interviews. I like the fact that he's so mellow and he's just like, "Hey, I'm yeah. just here." <laughs> he's probably like, gonna get slushy after this. <laughs> you know, I'm here to murder people, and uh, well, uh, I actually I saw cookie dough on the side. If you'd like to buy any, I grind down their legs and I make necklaces. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, and then I also donate the money that for selling the necklaces to the Girl Scouts. <laughs> Dude, speaking of grinding down legs, man, uh, you 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 don't watch your boy your your, uh, your profits show anymore, do you? Uh, Brandon Schaub, you're not into that guy anymore. No, he said some crazy shit one time, and I just I was out. I I, I had exiled myself. I was watching him, and uh, I was listening to his assessment of John Jones's potential uh, move up to heavyweight. And for the first time, I think I heard a level of maturity in Brendan's like voice. He was like, "Hey, man, if this goes down the way I think, and a lot of analysts think, he's basically going to go up there, run the gambit, and then quit the sport." Yeah. And I'm like, "I'm like, all right." But Brendan Schaub said something once about Corey Sanhagen. I, I 100. He's a huge Corey Sanhagen fan. Yeah, I think, I think that Corey like, I think he's going to go all the way, man. I think, I think he could do it. I don't I know if he get the. I've like. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Uh, he deserves the I, next title shot right after Aljo. I see greatness in that kid, man. It, sure. It's it's one of those things that like gives me pause, and it's hard to quantify. But when I was watching the fight, I was like, okay, that was pretty amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah. That that was amazing, man. Do you and give he, him a – so, obviously, Aljamain Sterling gets the next fight, right? Right. Do you give Corey Sandhagen like a Cody Garbrandt or something in the middle? And then it puts it puts them both back into, into legitimacy, right? Yeah, I would say so. If he wants that fight, I would definitely give it to him. I, I think that might be an easy out for him. I think he has more tools to work with, and uh, it's going to be a clinic. So I, I don't disagree, but they both need a fight, I think. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, doesn't, you know, it uh, makes sense to do it. Ah, oh, man. Someone was talking about uh we're talking about 135 here, right? Someone was yeah. talking about Killershaw's return and if he should get jumped right back in there and be able to get yeah, right back. Yeah, I bet you he you know, Frankie Edgar maybe. I, I don't know. He fights he fights someone that's top 5, I agree. Um we'll no. see Dillashaw without steroids and see you see how how great he is. Um yeah. cuz the assumption is that he that he he used him throughout his entire career, I assume, right? And not just this one fight. Yeah, well, yeah, there's that, man, but there's, like, man, just think about TJ's footwork before he fought Dominic Cruz and decided to abandon that for some reason. <laughs> Here's the thing, know. right? With him coming back, 35 is the most exciting division in the, in the UFC at the moment. It's right back up there. It's, it's deep, man. The top 10, you can make an argument for everyone in the top 10, minus Jose Aldo, for for a title shot, you really can. Yeah, 
<laughs> Listen, man, uh, Aldo gave it a, a good effort against, uh, what's this guy's name? Um, the current champion at 135. Uh, Peter Jan. Peter Jan. Gave it a good, a good outing. Man, Peter Jan's also a killer, too. I think that Aljo is going to lose that fight, unfortunately. I'm a big Aljo fan, man. I've been yeah. in there since day one, but I don't think he has a tool set to beat him. I think that Corey, San, Corey Sanhagen does, though. I think he has the unquantifiable uh, tactical skills to beat him. And if I was if I was Peter Yan, I would be watching all the all the film I could on Corey Sanhagen today. I'd be watching a lot. Just- I'd be watching a lot. <laughs> yeah, he has a fight ahead of him though, for sure. The Aljamain Sterling yeah. fight um, is pretty much confirmed from Dana. Uh, yeah. Yan versus Sterling is next, but right after that fight, man, you fucking start your camp as soon as you can. Right? Don't even wait for the fight to be signed. You start that fucking camp because that's what's happening next. Now, if he gets through Aljo, now let me let's not. I'm not disparaging Aljo because I think you know this is a direct student of Matt Sarah. So we're talking about Matt Sarah, and he's one of the baddest men to ever do it in regards to jujitsu. And also, he's working with Ray Longo, who is a technical genius when it comes sure. to striking. Man, Aljo can win the fight. I'm just worried that Aljo's going to show up, and then it's just not all going to click together. Right? He's not going to be able to make that seamless transition from grappler to striker. And then if he gets caught in those striking uh, exchanges. Technically, Peter Yan is way better at it than him. So he's yeah. got to fight a flawless fight, and he's got to get in there and do something that, you know, a lot of people have had a hard time with Peter Yan, which is they assume since he's a striker, they're going to be able to control him on the ground, but you got to get him to the ground first, right? Yeah. And then you got to hold him down and be able to do that. Yeah, now. yeah. Dude, that division right now is incredible, right? It is. We've had, we had a discussion recently that actually a lot of the divisions in the UFC right now aren't very deep outside of the top five. Right, yeah. and that's one of the exceptions. The top ten yeah. in that division is very, very deep. Um, yeah. You know, I think welterweight's popping off too right now, man. There's a lot of stuff about to crack off at welterweight. There's a lot of exciting fights at welterweight, right? There's a yeah. lot of very, very exciting fights at welterweight, but I don't know how great. You know, you got to compare everyone to Usman there, right? And Usman, yeah. Usman, I think is going to be one of the best welterweight champions of all time, right? I yeah. feel like he's going to defend the title quite a bit, and I, he hasn't shown me anything. Um, so to far, believe otherwise. to believe yeah. otherwise, Gilbert Burns is going to offer some issues for him. Uh, Leon yeah. Edwards are going to offer some issue f- issues for him, but Leon Edwards can't get a fight. Leon Edwards is dodging every fight thrown at him at the moment. He's running away from Wonderboy Thompson, which, frankly, most people should. Yeah, but see, and here's the crazy thing. <laughs> here's the crazy thing. You look at see Wonderboy Thompson. You see the meme of him and Chris Weidman holding each other. He's a very nice guy, nicest guy, the to nicest. Walk- the nicest guy to walk in this organization. That man is a killer. He's a and, killer. He's <laughs> and he let's His not forget he holds is. a knockout over Robert Whitaker. I mean, you yeah. thought the knockout that Adesanya gave him was bad? Whitaker <laughs> I mean, Wonderboy starched him. Do you think him. do you think if Wonderboy moves up, do you think that's a hard fight for Izzy? Yes. Because he's long, yes, I right? Because he's long and he can match that range. He's long. He can match that range. And also, Wonder Boy is... So, it's going to be a back and forth, right? You might as well make that a 10-round fight. Just, <laughs> just, just, just Yes, match. yes, I agree. Because, because it's going to... You know, we're going to watch a lot of tension in that. I think it's going to be hard for uh, Israel to pull him into any traps the way he would do it against a brawler. Because we were sure. talking about another guy who's... Just as tactical. Tech. Just yeah, as tactical. And just as cerebral. And actually, uh, I mean, I still have Izzy winning the fight. Or by points in a decision, but I think it'd be a great fight to watch if you like those type of high tension 
what's going to happen fight. Yeah, yeah. Wonder not afraid to throw, right? Yeah. Wonder Boy no. will fight. So that's what makes it exciting, too. Oh, yeah. 100% Pettis got lucky with that Superman punch. I'm going to start a you did not really mean to do that vlog on this show, right? Because whenever I hear Pettis say, like, yeah, we've been drilling that all year, I just look at my wife and I'm like, that is bullshit. That is absolute <laughs> bullshit. You pulled that Superman punch out of desperation in a fight you were You're losing. losing badly, badly. <laughs> Getting handled, dude. But anyway, Corey Sanhagen. <laughs> Freaking... Corey Sanhagen Legit. versus his legitness. Absolutely. Now, what do we do with poor Marlon Marais, man? Like, this is this guy came over from World Series of Fighting. And remember, he's got knockouts over friggin' uh, everybody. Aljo. Right? Yeah. He's got knockouts he over fucking, Aljo. He killed Aljo. Yeah. <laughs> with that knee, right? Is that the, is that the knee knockout where he's throw, he no, was was throwing a kick? It was it, kick. Well, he was throwing, no, he hit him with a knee. If you look at that, really? was, he was throwing a body kick and transitioned that kick into a knee when Aljo ducked. Oh, that was a guy. standing knee. Um, man, it's two in a row for him. By the way, I don't know. I don't know who you give Mar Marlon Marias. He's, yeah. you know, him and you know, maybe give him Cody Garbrandt. <laughs> I I feel like Cody has to fight, right? I feel like Cody has to fight because I, I like watching Cody Garbrandt fight as as crazy as it is usually. Yeah, and it shouldn't be that crazy because he's a lot better at it than he actually lets himself be. He is a great striker when he wants yeah. to be, but, but sometimes, you know, he's just like, F it. I know we drilled these things for six weeks. I've paid you guys thousands of dollars to make sure I break my bad habits, but here we go. Here we go. <laughs> and, uh, he's and down he again. Yeah. Oh, give him Dominic Cruz. You, you, okay, you can't be the. Listen, I look at the rankings. And I take them very seriously. You can't be the number one contender and fight fucking Dominic Cruz. I don't care where Dominic Cruz is. Uh, and my apologies, Dominic Cruz, but I, I'm pretty positive I could throw you pretty far. Um, so I don't. I'm not worried about you. Um, yeah, I don't know who Jimmy Rivera. Maybe I, I don't know. Yeah, he's made Jimmy Rivera won his last fight, right? I think so. I mean, I assume so. If I said it out loud. <laughs> If I said it, then it was based on some fact, and I'm right. You won't prove me otherwise. Jimmy Rivera is a guy that's very interesting to me in MMA because when I look at him, right, it kind of looks like Chad Mendez, so I always mistake one for the other, and I assume that, you know, he's going to have that same yeah. ferocity. He beat Cody Stamen. Man, he's yeah. actually only – he's oh, okay, he lost to Marlon in 2018. Yeah, he, he also got kicked. Run it back. <laughs> Run it back? Well, how yeah. did, Wait, wait. That didn't make any sense. Where is he ranked – Right now, Jimmy Rivera. He's ranked eight. Right? Okay. It was Dominic Cruz. He's like four. Ten. Dom is ten? Who the fuck has Dom fought in the last nine years? Um, Dude, he just lost. Triple C. Yeah. You don't get to fight after that. <laughs> um, uh, Marlon Marias is probably going to get moved down to four because yeah. Corey Sandhagen was four. And I say yeah. um, Aljo gets bumped up to one, Sandhagen two. And then Marias gets bumped to four under Cody Garbrandt and fights Rivera. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Actually, here's a good thing, man. I'm kinda glad that we didn't see uh Marlon win the fight. And I, I actually like Marlon. But I don't again, I'm matching people up with the styles that I think have the best chance against the current champion. And I just don't think Marlon Marias has the cardio for it. And I don't think he's gonna be able to take multiple body shots with lacking cardio. Because Peter Yon's a very smart dude. And he's gonna attack him to the body the entire fight. 
and then once the body presents the head, he's gonna knock him out. Yeah. <laughs> like that that is a that is a bottom line, man. So now wait, I forgot we have Frankie in the mix in this division as well. More than fight Fa- Frankie, I guess, right? Yeah. Oh no, would they fight each other though? They actually uh, trained in the same camp for a long time. Oh, did they? No, yeah. I, I wouldn't have known that. Marlon moved down to uh, American Top Team. Did he? Yeah, so did Edson Barboza. They all fought in the same camp for a long time. Him, Frankie, Edson, they were all uh, working with uh, in the same one. So I guess now it like, doesn't matter. We're not teammates anymore, right? What are you going to do? You're not going to take the fight because you have some familiarity with these people? Yeah, I think that makes it a more fun more fun fight, honestly. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Do you give, you give Frankie a chance at 135? To run for the belt? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, what, he's he's already fi- he's ranked five. You know, the guys ahead of him are killers, man. The guys ahead of him are killers at that division, right? Yeah. Marlon, Aljo, Cody Garbrandt, Corey Sandhagen, and Peter Yan. Does Frankie have anything for those guys? Does Frankie have anything left for those guys? Let's be fair. I, I think. I think so. I think he's got okay. just enough left in the gas tank to make the run. I think the wall comes against a guy like Sanhagen, then reality steps in because, you know, Sanhagen. That's, is- that's who he would fight next, technically. <laughs> yeah. So, wow, hey, man, he really makes the run. One fight and he lost. <laughs> wow, you didn't really give him much. You give him less credit than I did, honestly. I always give him Listen. enough credit to fucking know that he shouldn't be up there. I do. I love Frankie. Maybe Edgar. Frankie he- fights uh, Pedro Munoz. Maybe Frankie fights uh, Cody. That's a good fight. I'm giving everyone Cody Edgar right now. Or, uh, <laughs> or Killershaw. Uh, Give him Killershaw when he comes back, shit, man. Shit, that's a good fight. I think Dillashaw starts. Or, oh, they fucking him. He just fought Pedro Munoz. My bad. Frankie just beat Pedro Munoz. When is Killer, When is uh, TJ Dillashaw supposed to come back? He's in eligible anyway? in February, I think. Oh, so that's right around the coat, right around the corner. Four months. It's a great time for him to come back. Black History Month just ruined it with a horrible loss. <laughs> I just ruined the whole month for all of us. <laughs> I'm not sure what that means. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to know what it means. Yeah, this is if you're still here after all this inside talk, <laughs> you are truly, truly one of the greatest fans to ever support this channel. But we know that you're still here. Darren Till, a guy you love talking about. A, a guy who Do I? <laughs> How many, I've only said about five words about Darren Till ever. And it's like eh. <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly you refer to Darren. you speak about him the same way people speak about the free coleslaw at the diner when they offer to you you're like oh yeah maybe i'm, I'm the coleslaw guy i like coleslaw a lot oh uh, then you hate darren till and now <laughs> oh my god i think darren till taking uh how do you pronounce this guy's name zach comes at chamayev yeah, I think this would be the worst career decision on his part. So man. he's and already he already has a fight booked. Let's be fair. He's already fighting Hermanson or, or Cannonier. I don't remember which one. Um right. He has to win that fight. Right? He wins that fight. He'll t- he'll fight he said he'll fight Chemayev, which gives Chemayev a top 5 fight at that point. I you know Sure. I I I still think Chemayev needs to fight. First of all, he needs to pick a weight class, right? right? 70 or 85. Let's focus on one first, bud. Okay? Let's figure it the fuck out. <laughs> if you're going to fight at 70, fight Neil Magny. We've already, we've already agreed on this. Got locked in. And Neil said he would fight him, I believe. Um, yes. 
if you fight at 85, you might fight Chris Weidman. And I think Chris Weidman said he would fight him. I think Chris Weidman would fight him. I think Chris Weidman would retire after. Yeah, I think that is a bad fight for Chris Weidman. It's a horrible, horrible but fight. You get you get him against the vet. You get him against the guy yeah. who knows who, who knows how to win as many ways as anyone else, right? Yeah, right. You get him against a guy who has a different skill set than anyone he's fought so far in the UFC. It's either that or you give him like Edmund Shabazian and and really ruin that kid. <laughs> that kid is not ready for the smoke that he's going to bring him. Right, in. but he's ranked eleven right now. How and, is that possible? This is the same. There's guy no Derek one Martin else smoke. there. Who, who's gonna be ranked better than Brad Tavares? <laughs> Dude, there's there's oh Brad Tavares, poor guy. This is the this is ten through fifteen, right? Uriah Hall at eighty five, Uriah Hall, Edmund Shabazian, Brad Tavares, Amari Akhmadovev, Marvin Vittori, and Ian Heinish. All great fighters. All great fighters. <laughs> All household names. Who doesn't know what was the last guy's name? Ian Heinish. Ian Heinish. Exactly. You know, I agree. <laughs> but you give you give him you either give him one of those guys or you give him like a Derek Brunson. Calvin Gastelum might be a really, really good fight for him. Now that would be a real test. That would be an amazing that fight. That would be a fucking test. Because if he if he beats Gastelum, you just you slingshot him straight to the cha- straight to a title. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And especially if he beats him in, in convincing fashion. If he goes out there and beats Gastelum second round and puts him puts him away then you're like okay wow okay izzy couldn't do this right how many people could do this against calvin gastelum and this guy comes and walks through the gatekeeper of 85 right of the top 10 and or top five and 85 yeah you know who else is gonna give him yoel i don't think yoel's a good fight for him but i don't know i don't know if yoel's a good fight for anybody Yoel's a dangerous fight for anyone at any point in their career because you don't know which Yoel is going to show up. And that sounds so cliche to say that. It's not but like there's he has three, three or four yeah. different versions of Yoel that can show up. Now, yeah. there is a rumor that I have heard that Yoel is moving up to 205. That is 100% a horrible move for him. Oh, wait. No, you know what? No, 205 is completely open. It's open. Do it. Hold it's on. Open. <laughs> Do not fight Blokovic, though. No, he's not ready for a Blokovic fight. And Give I think a- that. Oh. Give him Anthony Smith. Who? Yoel? Yoel. Yeah, that's a great fight. That is 100% a great fight. <laughs> they is. would have met in middleweight at some point. Like, like 100%. Yeah. Now, now Kazum, uh, Kaza, Kawasaki, uh, the thing you, you do with this kid, right? Hold on a second. So I can't let you do that because that's the most racist thing you've you've essentially ever said in, in my in my presence, you can't you can't like at least not pronounce this guy's name at least somewhat correct and then throw it off no, some no, other no, direction. No, 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 no. no that is one hundred percent. No, one hundred percent. Kawasaki is not racist. Now it would have been racist if I used the racial epi- the actual racial misnomer about his. No, but you're you, what, what you're doing is you're not even giving his name a fair shot. You're making a joke out of it. That that is that is not okay. I won't I won't let you do you know that. It. No, so here's the thing, right? When someone takes the high moral ground on something, I usually can respect that depending on the source of it, right? Now, you, my friend, and Zach, you know I got a lot of love for you, right? You are what I would regard a hypocrite in this sense because there is very little that is sacred to you, and the things that come out of your mouth 
cannot be repeated even on this show that and is Hawaii. this is false you're painting a you're painting a false narrative about some of the things that i have said you know what zach i will i will allow you to try to make me look crazy but i no one's buying it right now right? no one's buying it no but let's talk let's talk serious about this guy's career right because you could put him in a dangerous spot right so you're sure. right he he should pick a weight he should pick a weight class, he has to right? pick one 70 or 85 yeah you know he picks it that's fine Right. But here's the thing, right? So I'm here's why I'm making the case for 170. I think there's a more a bet a better clear path for him to victory. So let's say you do wind up giving him someone like Calvin Gaslam at 180. You have to remember who you're pitting him up against. Now Kevin Gaslam's last performance against Darren Till and otherwise was not great, but he's not gonna want to lose to this guy. And I think that Kevin Gaslam shows up and he shows him a different look with the boxing and the wrestling mm -hmm. and gets does enough to stop him in his tracks, right? Or let's say he does win that fight against Calvin Gaslam, but it's an all-out war. Now you've put unnecessary miles on his on this fighter, and you can potentially take him out for the rest of the year. Keep him at 170. Give him Neil Magny. Let's start that fight off. Let's see where Neil's finally going with it. And then just let him work his way up the rankings. But don't rush him into the top five filled with murderers. And here's the problem, bro. I don't have him beating Izzy. I don't, you either. Know, I, I don't, I don't either by, by any stretch of the imagination. Like, I don't, I don't have, have him beating Usman either, to be fair. Actually, I no. think Usman's a worse fight for him. I think Usman is the worst fight for him, man. So then you I, want him in a division that, that is that is the single worst fight at the top of it for him. Well, but yeah, because he's... Be fair, a, he, it'll be three years before he gets there, but... No, nah, let's be even more fair. If it's going at, at this rapid rate, I guarantee he gets a title shot within a year and a half. If that. Okay, that's fair. Right. Izzy did. Izzy had a title shot within 18 months of being in the UFC. <sighs> he fought six times or so, though. Yeah, but especially with the round robin they have going on right now, due to COVID, there's a better chance of you getting into a title shot. Yeah. I just, I just, I'm just worried about the size. Yeah, but you know what? What am I talking about? The size isn't a factor. This isn't the 185 division of Rashad Evans and Anthony Smith anymore. When you got you know 205 ers coming down to 185 to fight, would be interesting. Would be interesting. Dom Reyes drops to 85. Dom Reyes fought at 85, didn't he? No, he beat up a poor Chris Weidman that came from 185 to 205. Dom Reyes drops to 85, and he has a good he has a good run at the title. Do you think he can make that weight? I don't, I don't know if he could, but I'm saying if he did. Yeah. That's I, I do forget that that is fucking 20 pounds in between 85 and, and 205, which is it, it, there needs to be another division in there somewhere, I think. No, yeah, no, one hundred percent. Give me a ninety-five. That'd be an interesting division. You all remember as the champion at ninety-five. Yes, he's one hundred percent the champion. When uh, here's the crazy thing, man. <laughs> thinking, um, he's uh, lost no, five of his last seven. I, I don't know how I can say anything about Yoel Romero right now. But just think about who he's lost to, right? He's not, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know the case. I know, but, <laughs> but you still can't say he's lost five of seven and fought for four titles. You can't. You can't give Yoel any more. You can. All you have to do is push yourself just a little oh, bit. Oh, you're right. He should fight he should fight Jan at 205. <laughs> I agree. Give him another title shot. <laughs> yeah, and then he should go fight Stipe. You know, Jan, uh, was just career, man. It's, it's, that's amazing, dude. I, I won't let anyone take anything away he from He seems like guy. such a nice guy, too. No, he is a nice guy. But just think about it. He is proof that you can fight your way back into winning. I mean, that we've seen it before. Look at Anthony Smith. Uh, who's another gay, great guy that made a comeback? Robbie Lawler. 
right? You know, no one ever thought Robbie Lawler would be champion at UFC, uh, in the UFC, and he True. was defended. But oh, maybe you give this kid um, give him a current condit next. Give him content next, man. You give him someone that people can really sink their teeth into. And it's a great fight to promote. It gives content to come back and give him a chance to prove that he can really hang but with people nowadays. He wants to fight someone ranked. Yeah. I think that's the issue, right? Because I think that and I think the UFC wants him to fight someone ranked. Now that's the real issue. <laughs> like, yeah, the UFC is not very good at building star power. So here's awful at it. This guy should have six fights before he fights someone ranked. Even if he smokes all six of them, that's even better. It's a better look. Give him Carlos Condit, whatever, right? Don't give him someone in the top 10. Well, here's the thing. man. I agree with that statement you just made, but also they just don't have enough bodies, right? They don't. They don't have enough bodies to do do it the way that. They called me to fight at 85 last week. Oh, yeah? How'd that call go? <laughs> I told him I'd have to drop. I told him I'd have to drop eighty pounds, and they said, "Well, good fucking luck." <laughs> you were like, "Steve's a racist. He'll fight." <laughs> I don't know why that means anything. <laughs> no, you, he'll fight Colby Covington. Yeah, I would never fight Colby Covington. I mean, I'd fight him if you were like, "Are you going to back me up?" Like, if you jump in the octagon. Are we going to get a third person? Like, <laughs> <laughs> bring in cash. You're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> Bring in cash, and I feel confident. <laughs> All three of I will us. Say, I will say one thing about Consummate. I mean, let's just go back. I want to rewind, because I think that people are not giving him his due credit in this regard, and I don't want to fall into that train, man. That last knockout was very impressive. Oh, yeah. I, don't think it was, I don't think it was a lucky punch. No, I don't it think, looked clean. I, th- I think it was set up. I think a part of me wants to protect him, and I'm wrong for saying this, man. I want to protect him in the sense that I want to be able to enjoy him a little bit more as a fan. And I think I've seen too many uh, up-and-comers that had that star power or yes, had that potential get thrown into the... Uh, I think, that you know what? I'm going to be honest with you, man. It kind of happened to Brandon Schaub. It happened, it happened to... They threw him to I, the wolves, right? They they threw him to the wolves, man, and he had a long, well, he, promising he career. He lost his debut. I know, man, but it, it, here's the thing, right? Again, well, it gets Roy Nelson, though, to be fair. Yeah, but Roy Nelson is a legit. This is where I get so crazy about the Ultimate Fighter, and I had to stop watching the show. This kid was playing football prior to this. Roy yeah. Nelson has been doing some form of martial arts, and he had fought in the UFC prior. And it's the same thing with Joe Lozon, right? Joe Lozon uh, had fought in the UFC uh, before he went to before he he was in tough. So did he, I, did he, ever he, into- he beat Jens Pulver before he before oh, he went in the tough. That's what I'm saying, man. It's just like you put these people in this dangerous, uh, these dangerous fights, and it shortens up their lifespan. I just, I'm not a fan of it, man. I'm not a fan of sending out young green fighters, no matter how impressive they look. Yeah, that's no, a lie. No, you're right. Man. No, you're right. I, I agree. And the UFC is really bad at doing that. The UFC just throws them to whoever. Look at, look at Darren Till, man. Would Darren Till did not, did not, did not deserve a title shot three fights into his UFC career. No. It it was ridiculous, and and against Tyron Woodley, it was not. It was a bad matchup for him. And we're and, not talking about old man Tyron Woodley. We're talking about killer Tyron. Like, did you see the look on his face when they they did the stare down? I was like, oh, he's gonna try to go in there and take this kid's head off, and he almost <laughs> did. He hit him so hard his hair stood up, which I had never seen before. <laughs> Steve was Steve was losing it. 
But you know there's a picture of Tyron and Darren Till's hair is just standing straight up. You know what? Every time you when you when you just said that right now, I heard Darren Till's accent. He's like, I'm gonna knock him out. And I'm just like, that's not what happened at, at all. No, it's not, dude. And Darren Till went a little crazy after that, but I think he's, he seemed to reel it back in, but hey, he, last, Mike Perry wants to go up and fight him. But he wants he's gonna Mike. He's going to pay Mike Perry $10,000 to be in his corner. Did you hear about this I know. madness? And did you see that he got, he said Perry had accepted it at one point. And then Darren Till was like, all right, boys, what, what round do I throw the towel in? Do I just do it right away? <laughs> and then Perry went off. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you, man, Mike Perry is on a short list of people. I would not want to have a verbal altercation. I wouldn't with. want to I'm be like... in the same room as that guy, to be fair. <laughs> I like watching Mike Perry fight, man. I really do. I don't want that guy in my. I don't want that guy even in my town. Why? I just he just seems like he caused cause a ruckus everywhere he went. And you're like uh, Mike Perry's over at the local McDonald's again. Uh, he's in the play ball ring attacking children. <laughs> Said they were eyeballing he's, him while he was eating his ice cream. <laughs> he's pegging him with the balls. <laughs> you actually you know it's funny, man. Is uh. He's got a big heart, Mike Perry, right? He seems like a, a nice guy. I, you know, I make that joke. He seems like a nice enough no, guy. No, he's, he's not a nice guy. He's a guy looking for love, though, for sure. Like, <laughs> Wherever like, it may be, including in yeah. high schools. <laughs> Have you not heard about that? What? Apparently his last girlfriend was like 15 or some shit. No. Yeah. No. Yes. You, know you just proved me right right now, by the way, Zach. What? I do I literally said the things that come out of your mouth. It's true. Oh, it's true. Kidding. I'm reciting a fact. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, no, you're reciting a fact, but you know what you did right there. What? <laughs> Folks, it's right here on the record. This is what he does to me 24 hours a day where we talk. That was one a very dark joke. And you make them. I it make was a one very dark light joke. joke. It was a very was light joke. I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly, exactly. You know what? You know, this is exactly why I'm joining the Republican ticket. Uh, speaking of which, we were talking about the social justice issue in regards to the other sports. And uh, actually, I'm going to say something that might surprise you. Right. I don't have I don't have an issue with so people doing social protests and all that type of stuff. I think it's your American right. And I think as long as you're not slowing down the flow of the game by taking a knee on the I, field, football you're couldn't the game. Get any slower. Yeah, 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 it's, 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 it literally right. couldn't. It literally could not get any slower. I think the way that the UFC has handled the social climate right now has been masterful. So Dana didn't put a restraint on any fighters. He's like, literally, he's like, you can say and do whatever you want in your post-fight, your pre-fight. I don't give a shit. As long as you show up for a fight, you want to speak up for your cause, as long as it doesn't go into the bounds of racism or because there's a, there is a reverse racism that sometimes people can get away with, but they've handled it well, like all the way down to the George Floyd, uh, the death of George Floyd. Yeah. Dana did not hesitate to do the blackout and the uh, the moment of silence. No one batted an eye. Like, and I was looking for it. Like, I went to like the local place. You know, local. Him and Trump are friends. Yeah. yeah. What do you mean? He spoke at the RNC twice now. Yeah, and no, and it's crazy. It's almost like it just bounces. And I'm glad to see the UFC in this place now. I actually think that Scott Coker can get Bellator to a similar place, but they're in a place where people recognize the package. They're like. This is a business, and it is a business that brings us a lot of joy. It is a sport that is now, in my opinion, fully validated, fully matured, and I think it's only up from here. 
I do agree with you in the sense that they have to be careful with the ESPN deal. There are some things that I'm hearing in the rumor mill about the treatment of the UFC and with ESPN. Uh, that's to be expected. Yeah, but that's ESPN, right? right? That's not on the yeah. that's not on the UFC side. So that's ESPN just being a, sh- a fairly shitty company to be associated with, from what I've heard. Yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah, they're, they're, they've notoriously been very biased in their coverage of the UFC. Yep. One of their own, one of the you know some uh, partner in their properties. But I just, I just I just thought that was really cool, man. And I was I was thinking about that today as I surveyed this past six months and everything that's gone wrong in this world. I think that I'm going to give credit where credit is due. Dana has handled it well. The True. fighters have been been able to express themselves. So you you both can ways, miss, right both ways both ways both ways yeah like. I think, and see, this is a mature show, so we're about to step into a mature subject matter. If you're not willing to hear what Colby has to say, you mm-hmm. can hit the mute button, right? But he has just as much right to say. Every right to say whatever he wants, and I, I would 100% agree. Yeah, and I, I just think I think they've handled it well, man. I, I, I got to be honest with you. There are some times where I'm amazed that the UFC is still here (laughs) they've had every opportunity to screw this thing up i've been watching for a long time now there have been some times like with the fox sports one deal like i remember it was like doom and gloom people were like this is going to ruin it it's going to water down the sport it's going to become commercialized right right it's the same thing that happened to skateboarding right where it's like you bring too many things in the people thought this with the x games of skateboarding because they're too commercialized too mainstream it's going to ruin it and it just made it bigger yeah, and you give athletes a chance, uh, something they've they've deserved. You know who this really benefits, though, bro? Wrestler, collegiate and high school level. I was talking to a mom at the school, and her son had just finished his uh, fourth year of wrestling, right? Uh-huh. And they're trying to figure out what college is going to look like. And I ha- I just had to tell her because I could see the worry in her eyes. She was like, you know, a lot of wear and tear on his body. I was like, hey, but you know what? Your son right now has a path that a lot of wrestlers prior did not have. Like, there is an actual career path for sure, him like sure they're gonna be, there's gonna be a different level i really do think that they're gonna if they haven't already look at a uriah uh uriah faber there are scouts going to wrestling and it's not just the olympics and then maybe i can get into a program and right. then maybe i can do workshops like if you it's choose not, to it's not there's wrestling's big right now you know yeah. wrestling itself is getting bigger and that's very interesting yeah, yeah absolutely did i get did i get too sentimental there i was about to tear up a little no bit. i don't even know what i don't know what sentiment is but this is this is only a uh, audio, right? So no one can see me crying. You're not recording this episode, are you? No. Only audio. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. <laughs> what else you got on your radar, man? What do, what do we got? You know, I actually don't really have too much, honestly. Yeah. I um, I want to see what. There's a few people I want to see who their next, what their next move is, right? Right. Um, I want to see what Stepe's next move is. Everyone knows I'm a big Stepe fan. Um. Greatest I'm curious. I'm curious in what what fight Blockovich is going to have next, but that's four four or five months on the road. This fight just right. happened, right? Um, right. Man, I want to see where Featherweight goes. I want to see what Volkanovski does next, right? Whether he's going to wait for Ortega versus Korean Zombie, or they're going to give him. I don't fucking know who else they would give him at this point. Um, you know, I, I want to see what Calvin Qatar's next fight is because that that really throws a wrench in that division, uh, in the yeah. top five. You know, I think he he might. Zabit is ranked number three. I don't think Zabit's even in the top ten in my opinion. Um, so I don't know what what the rankings are there. Yeah, you know, there's a, there's fun fights coming up. There's fun fun fights coming up. I'm very excited for the Khabib Gaethje fight. 
That's it's very, it's very excited. Let me ask you a question, man. We didn't talk about men's 125, and we definitely didn't touch on any women's MMA. And that's not because we're sexist, and we, it's not because we hate men that uh, weigh 125 pounds. No, no, 125 fucking sucks. Let's be fair. Um, <laughs> women's right now, none of the champions are fighting, right? Yeah. None of the champions are fighting, and that's where the that's where the fights are fun. There's, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of fun fights not at, at championship level in women's fight, but Amanda Nunes is the most dominant women's champion that, that may ever exist, right? And that's fun right. to watch. Uh, Weili Zhang it looks incredible. Is going to fight Rose at some point in the ne- in 2021, I assume, right? Sure. Valentina Shevchenko. I don't know who they're going to sacrifice to this this, this fucking woman. Um, but it, again, it, you know, the the divisions that are the least interesting to me are the ones that have the champion that is pretty much to say the same issue that 25 had for the longest time when DJ was the champion, right? It's like, oh, yeah. okay, DJ's fighting. It's not like, oh man, is this is this challenger going to beat the champion, right? Because like that's a legitimate question when we talk about Gaethje versus Khabib. Is does Gaethje win? Can Gaethje win? How does Gaethje win? What will Gaethje do after he wins, right? That's the thought process, not. With Amanda Nunes or Weili Zhang or Valentina Shevchenko, I um, don't have that question. I don't see anyone even up and coming right now in the women's division, other than Rose versus Weili, and that's a, that's a fantastic fight in and of itself. It's gonna be an amazing fight. There is no real question in those divisions right now. No, because you know, it, it, the logjam at 145 and 135 for women is the wall, which the brick wall, which is the Amanda Nunes. Her next fight is scheduled for 145, but she's against who? Of- oh, Megan Anderson. Uh, yeah, and uh, poor, poor Megan Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> but and here's the thing: she's beaten the number one and number two, and, and both those divisions. So Holly and freaking uh, Jermaine Duranamy would technically be number one and number two in 145 and 135. And she's beaten them both. And she beat Holly badly, right? It was a, a pretty dangerous yeah, head kick. Yeah. I think Holly's next path, man, she can't, I don't, she can't make it. She can't make the weight, right? She goes down to 125, fights Slef, Slefchenko. That would be the only thing I would pay for. First of all, I wouldn't want to fight Shevchenko if I'm Holly Holm. Not in the fucking slightest. They fought before. I didn't realize that the fight was closer than uh, than I thought it was. I, for some reason, I just had Slevchenko washing out Holly, but I forgot Holly actually knocked her down. It was actually fairly competitive. I did. I I remember it so differently. <laughs> like I just remember Slevchenko basically flipping into the octagon and just beating Holly Holmes for five rounds straight. But it was a much closer fight. But that wasn't this Slevchenko, not the world beater that we're seeing now. And who knows if, if there's you can't what are you gonna do? You're gonna run it back with her and Amanda Nunez for a third time? No, at one thirty-five. Fucking care. There's <laughs> no one I want to watch fight Amanda Nunez right now. Who is she fighting? Is she fighting, is she fighting uh, Megan Anderson? Megan okay, Anderson, cool. That's yeah. a, that's a fun fight, I guess. If Megan Anderson could use, she has to be five inches taller than Amanda Nunez, right? Yeah, she's gonna get taken down. That is the fight. No, no, 100- I agree. I'm not disagreeing with you. If she can use her her length, if she can use her magical toe to the eye kick, um, you know, there's a chance. But other than that, Nunez is gonna is gonna walk her down, take her down, and and smother her. Is how I how I have that going. Oh, keep an eye on Tatiana Suarez. I forget she which another division. run as a run at it. Uh, she's undefeated, and she's been equated to the female uh, Khabib. She lost. It's no, she won her. She she won her last fight against Amanda Nunes is actually her wife, uh, but it was a very closely contested 
fight, but I think that she's going to make a real run at it. It's going to be interesting to see her push for that belt because she is. Have you her wrestling? Yeah, I have seen her fight. I is a, no, I know, I, I know, I have. I just it's been a long time, right? Yeah, it's been a very long time. I don't know what the heck's going on there. June of twenty nineteen. Stipe versus Francis is very intriguing to me. The second fight, man, because technically, I Stipe on paper and realistically in real life Beating should him. be is going to beat Francis the everywhere same, the same way he did last time, unless Francis does something. Ste- that... And let's be fair, Stipe seems to be better in rematches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, ask, yeah. ask poor I, DC. I, you're not gonna get an argument out of me. I know you're used to defending Steve. <laughs> <laughs> you're like ready to, you're ready to go to war. The way you looked into that camera, you're like, say something, say something bad about him. Right now. <laughs> you know, I, uh, who do I who who fights him though? Who fights Steve next? It's Francis, right? Yeah. Really, what needs to happen in that division, in my opinion, Steve needs to retire, and then that division's fun again. I don't know, man. There's so many unathletic heavyweights coming up. I was watching the top five. Very good. Francis Curtis Blades Rosenstreich, who is an incredible striker. Uh, Derek Lewis and Overeem. That's your top five. Then you got Alexander Volkov outside of it. You got JDS outside of it. You got Walt Harris outside of it. Um, You you have Cyril Gain outside of it, who might be the best striker in heavyweight at the moment. Francis has beaten Curtis Blades twice. So yeah, he's not but those weren't fights. Derek Lewis and Curtis Blades wasn't a fight. <laughs> Listen, I know Wait. Francis Francis destroys most of these guys. Yeah, uh, the unfortunate part is Curtis Blades should technically have beaten Francis, right? Twice! He's got the, he's got he has the tools! <laughs> and he loses! How? <laughs> you can a... wrestle, Curtis! <laughs> You're very good at it! I, I just... You know, it's the it's the rumble factor, man. Like only, oh, only shit. He, we have rumble coming back too, don't we? Yeah, that's the rumor, man. And if he steps back in there, it's probably going to be now. I would think it would definitely be a light heavyweight. I was thinking it was going to be a heavyweight before, but now it's wide open for him because the yeah. fact of the matter is, like, and I think John comes back down to light heavyweight for that fight. Like that, apparently, that's the one that got away, and that's the fight he wants. Feels like it'd be really good for his legacy. At this point, I'm not sure if it. Is a smart fight to take. Well, Go let's up, swing up, fight uh, Overeem, and get a title shot, John. No, I he think fights I have, the, he fights the winner of Stipe versus. Francis. Actually, here I'm going to say something unpopular. I think Overeem beats John. <laughs> Apparently, he pieced him up in training, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, he hurt he him in training, up. from what I've heard, yeah. right? Injured him. It was like a torn ligament or something like that. But if you were to believe every gym rumor that makes its way around the world, it's amazing how these things make it from gym to gym, right? And it's like the telephone game. But yeah, yeah, yeah. apparently, like, yeah, he, he, yeah, yeah, he put a hurt on John. And I don't, uh, I don't know if Overeem beats him. Let's be fair. It, it, it what Overeem showing up that day? Yeah, but here's a funny thing. Apparently, Rashad Evans used to beat John in the gym, and we see how that turned out. Like, apparently, what happens in the gym isn't what's going to happen in real life. But Stepe, Stepe's done after this. And here's why. I'm going to make my case, and we can end on this if you want. Here's why he doesn't need to be done, but he doesn't have anything to prove in my in my mind. He crawled up in a division where he got no press. I've said this before. He didn't get the support or the promotion he deserved, right? Sure. Did it. Did it anyway. He's, the, he's he, the one of the most easily marketable guys in the UFC, too. And marketed to a very key demographic, blue-collar workers, guys, and actually real fans of MMA. First responders. 
first responders exactly does that you know sits out loses the fight to jds comes back wins the belt starts his jds loses it to dc wait i'm sorry starches uh <laughs> uber ream mm-hmm. right loses the the daniel sits out for a while comes back i think he won to fight handily even though the you know the old chopsticks in the eye they did that to each other fair game but he won that fight convincingly he beat him twice in, my in a row man. by the way yeah. I, but, I, I, yeah it was hard for me to remember that he beat dc twice oh, that's in a right row. knocked him out i always forget that fight i always forget the second fight which was the best which was uh, you know not, better performance uh, perform- uh, no three was very good too three was he yeah. he won three i think four rounds to one arguably um but no you have to remember that he lost to dc dc fought Derek lewis and then fought stipe wait there was someone else in there wasn't there before after Uh, Derek lewis no no i'm thinking about when he beat poor anderson silva okay (laughs) light heavyweight no you're right i'm just saying that stipe at this point if he beats francis not only would he have beaten the most intimidating man in the division and the most accomplished guy in the division, right? Taking the fight with John, I think would be silly. You know, not silly. It would be cre- it would be a cherry on top of a, an accomplished career. But someone's got to be willing to tell you, like, hey, maybe not. But if he beats John too, then he's right in there for you know greatest mixed martial artist to ever live. He's in that conversation easily. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I give you that. Stipe, yeah, I, I could see. I can see that for sure. Hey, you know what we did tonight? We made it a whole episode without talking about food. Did we? Yeah. That's sad. <laughs> Zach, who's doing it tonight? You you, you have some more you, stuff. You, you take no, it. No, you you get no, the, you no, get no, the no, thing. No. All right, all right. Here, here it is, ladies and gentlemen. You know where to find us on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. Twitter, uh, Reddit, and Pinterest. All talking with a dad. In some instances, one word. In some instances, one word. Go to the website, for God's sake. There's stuff, content, which you can find on YouTube, but it'll take you to the links. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll start putting some articles up there where we get some traffic. Also, please join the Discord. If you have questions you want to bring up for the live stream, you can always come into the Discord. I put the link up at least three times a day on Facebook for you to join the discord. If you want it's in the and description, join the discord. And if you, enough of you join the discord, we'll actually get Zach to play games with us in the discord, which if you've never played video games with Zach is a learning experience and a chance for growth in your personal life. This has been another great episode of talking with a dad. Have a good night.